Yeah. Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. We're your hosts, Nick, Tom, and Ron, for the 40k Ladies' Night. I'm just going to do a Nick dance. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about Drukari. Uh, oh, that's too loud. That's where we're even going, to be honest. Huh? <laughs> you just oh, got straight out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about Drukari. Uh, and we're going to be talking about their data sheets and also their um, stratagems, which is going to be very fun. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We uh, have a special guest as well. Logan will be joining us uh, at some point. So we're going to be hanging out until then to get the show started. Uh, but hello, Twitch chat. What's going on? Uh, thanks to Aspron for resubscribing. Uh, hello, Nick. How are you? How are you? Hello, Nick? Bob. Hello, Nick. Hello, Bob. I'm, I'm not too bad this uh, this fine evening, uh, Mr. Nice. Robert. Uh, my update on my braces, lips still sore. Um, uh, but get more, getting more used to it. Uh, update on the house move. Cat has now moved in. First night, 6 o'clock in the morning, weed on me. Um, Wait, as in the cat weed on you or you yes. woke up with weed on you? No, the cat weed on me. I thought he. I thought he wanted to go out the room. The door was slightly ajar. I thought, oh, we can get out if he wants to go get some food or leave the room or whatever. He probably just wants some food. And then he jumped on me, sat on me for a few minutes. I thought, oh, he's just trying to get my attention. Then he jumped off. A few minutes later, moisture trickling down my legs I, uh, I from from above. String off, wow, a sting operation there, mate. To be honest, but yeah, okay, that's slightly less exciting. Okay. No. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe your cat too had read the, read the Jukari rules. Possibly, yeah. He's just a bit. Well, maybe think Nick's Nick's into Ducari now. Maybe he likes this kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. I'm sorry about the lips, um, but not sorry uh, about I'm the cat. Happy. Though, like... <laughs> not the cat. The cat sounds fine. Uh, hello to everyone in the chat, by the way. Team Man Cash Battle Chose, Stu Redacted, Intern Matt. Let's go. Chuckle Boy, Hermanista, Duplicity Paints. Uh, lovely seeing you in the chat. Hey, Kdred. Uh, well, I'm glad you're okay. I want to find out what hobby you've done in a minute. I'm going to jump over to Tom. But Tom, before I find out who you are, I need to tell you something. I don't know if oh, you no. saw, but Chuckle Butty, our Chuckle Butty, uh, he did a tweet. Yeah. yeah. I saw the tweet. Yeah. I've seen saw... it a lot. Misused. Okay, you've seen it a lot. Yeah, it's been shared a lot. Interestingly, it was shared by someone. And then guess who replied to it? Matt Ward replied to the tweet. Good for him. Fair play. Like his granite book. It was brilliant. Created a lot of memes. <laughs> As in... Is that how you really why feel, you, Tom? Why do you assume that I like dislike Matt Ward? I've got no problem with it. Just, I felt like that, that would be the emotional reaction. Nah. I thought I'd get an nah, emotional reaction. Nah. Okay. It's fine. Like, See, I'm not one do... of these fucking 2012 Daka Daka morons that thinks that everything that's wrong with the game is attributable to one individual who wrote a book or had a, his name put on a book. You don't think that. So I know. <laughs> Imagine having a nuanced opinion and not just being fucking part of the stupid herd of internet like morons just walking around. <laughs> really but that said, I'm going to go on that tweet right now. Like that was it. It was a good tweet, you know. Tell, 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 my, tell us the contents yeah. of the tweet. What was the contents oh, yeah, of the of tweet? Yeah, sure. So Chucklebutty said, put us out a picture of a dude surrounded by swords, right? Mm -hmm. And it's um, I'll share a, a Warhammer opinion that will get you like this. And every single opinion that I have seen tweeted in response to that is a non-disagreeable opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. None, of, none of these are like what i haven't seen a, a single one I'm, i don't think yes that's true <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there were no good ones my one now is 
Uh, and Nick, maybe you can get on board with this. Tom, I know you definitely could. Well, I don't know, actually. Hobby Tom is a new Tom. Uh, my reaction to that was, and if you guys listened to the stream earlier today, which is just a stream of consciousness with John along for the ride, I'm pretty much against anyone not fucking finishing their armies at this point. I want everyone to nut up. And I don't yeah. need you to, like... I want them to shake and bake their way to victory. I don't want no edge highlighting. I don't want anything to look good. I just want people to put their models on the goddamn table mm. with some crap paint on it. Yeah, That's what I whole, want. We've had a, almost well, we've had over a year now of lockdown. If you've not painted at least one army, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I think I painted four. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think I've done one full, one complete army, like. Bought, built, painted within lockdown. Uh, I think I finished off a couple. I built one, yeah, built another one, but not finished it. Yeah. <laughs> Mirthless in the chat is like, I bought a house, give me a break. And that's the <laughs> point, we're not giving anyone a fucking break anymore. Get your, like, listen. The Get problem is, we've all got these... a house too. Fuck off. We've all got, yeah, yeah Nick <laughs> bought a house too. Yeah. Yeah, he got his braces on. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot of shit this, this lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Next lockdown, it'll do even more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dreadwoods, I made a second child. Uh, I'm not. Listen, what I'm saying is, is fight the plastic. Well, but I'm not on. doing it in like. I'm not doing come it on, in your like. Your wife a... made a second child. Yeah, yeah you yeah, did nothing. True. You just had some fun. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, catch us up. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing all right, mate. I'm trying to think of what I've done this week. Actually, I can't okay. remember. Nothing's okay. happened. I've read the Jakari book. I sorted out a scrim. It was very weird, the entire pairing section. That's fine. Why was it um, weird? The Northern Irish, and both teams have predicted themselves to win, but one of the teams predicted a monstrously sized win. Oh, really? <laughs> I'll tell you about it off stream because it's not really my place to, to talk about because I don't want to like leak scrim like, predictions or data without you know talking to the other team first. Mm. But it was, a, it was definitely a weird scrim pairing session. That was really nice. Uh, I've also painted up, finished painting up my Halverins. I'm quite pleased with that because uh, they were from my original 2018 Canadian Knight Army. And I've got them painted up with a fresh new job, ready to go with the rest of my Imperial Armies when I can finally get out and play again. So okay. that should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm now just getting on to my Crusaders. And once these are all done, I'll have painted all of my Imperial Knights. And I've got three of these. And they're actually quite quick because you just detail them up, give them a good wash, and then uh, good to go. I've also, oh, I'll tell you what, I've also finished painting uh, Sly Marbo as well. So he's finished up my guard shelf. So Nice. That's, yeah. that's a lot Sly of work Marbo, you've done. Like, hidden somewhere in your shelf. Yeah, you have to come and find him. I'm not going to show him to you. Um, uh, Chucklebutty's asked you to w explain the word scrim. Can I have a go a, before you, it, you it, do? Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, that's uh, fine. It's, a, it's a gatekeeping way of describing a match. Yes, between eight people on each side <laughs> specifically. Yes. <laughs> It's an intentionally confusing word to describe okay. a, a match. It's not intentionally confusing. It's just the fucking word that everybody uses for this shit. But why you do they? If you don't speak good, in, I don't know. If you don't speak good Englando, that's your fault, mate. <laughs> I guess the English language is gatekeeping now, is it? Okay, I'm gonna Google definition of scrim. Yeah, go on. Hold on. Yeah, let's hold hold, hold the entire show for this. Yeah, let's do it. Might as well. Strong, coarse fabric, chiefly used for heavy-duty lining of upholstery. Yep. A piece of gauze cloth that appears opaque until lit from behind. Or yep. a type of heatproof gauze. Yeah, so it's uh, some sort of fabric. Yeah, it is. I think uh, <laughs> I misspoke. It's the American language that I was talking about, my mistake. 
Now try oh, searching in American. Wait, apparently it's a low term taken from scrimmage, I assume. Yes, it is, yes. There we go. There we go. Nick, scrimmage. Get a scrimmage up. Scrimmage. Yeah. This is what they do on real YouTube shows, is they always have a guy, like, they're like, fact check that for us. Fact check that. Pull that up, Nick. Yeah, pull that up, Jamie. Scrimmage. A confused struggle or fight. Yeah. And from American football, a sequence of play beginning with the placing of the ball on the ground with its longest axis at right angles to the goal line. Yep. So we simulate the sequence of play. Uh, also, what does scrimmage mean? Uh, a minor battle, a skirmish, a confused fight, a scuffle, the interplay between two football teams that begin with today, a snap of a ball. Today I've learned that all all Warhammer matches are really scrimmages. They're just confused yeah. fights. Confused scuffles. <laughs> yep. Hey guys, I'm organising a 100 player confused Scr- scuffle. Anyone want to come along? <laughs> That's like That's I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, good. Uh, so, yeah, Tom, you've you've been doing some painting. Nick, what about you? What have you? You're normally a hobby fiend. What hobby have you done this week? Well, I have completed. Uh, so, I've completed my Death Guard army completely now. Uh, up until I get maybe some more models at some point, but uh, I finished off my last unit of Death Strand Terminator. So I've got ten done now. Um, I had to really push the limit of my streaking grime because it was kind of like I had two bottles that were both at the bottom of the barrel. And I think I just, I literally only had enough to finish the five models. I didn't want to buy a whole new bottle just for like half a model. So I really pushed it to the limit, but got it done. Uh, So they're based. And then I've got out my uh, Wraith Dart army out of its box and put it on my painted desk now. Good job. And I've kind of flipped back again to go in you know what i'm going to stick with the chrome dar theme <laughs> i was going to go for brass dar mm-hmm. um but i think uh, when i got them out of the box again i thought you know what fuck it i'll i'll give it more of a go but uh yeah so have I'm you thought about doing two detachments nikos one brown one one brass mm, i'd rather i'd rather the whole army look cohesive to be honest okay that's fine um but yeah so I'm, I'm gonna, that's the next project that i'm going to work on painting wise I have actually, the it... basin will be hard, right? If you did two different ones. Uh, yes. Yeah. Still yeah. Basin. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I have played a game of Age of Sigmar this week in the Honest War game at Ask Kicking into show co host Showdown Throwdown tournament. <laughs> that was very well enunciated. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done. Even I don't know. The Even name. with a medieval torture device in my face. Yes. Um, yes, I played uh, James with the Monday show. Uh, his five bloodthirsters beat up my uh, Nurgle force. Um, so I was watching that game and the amount of rules checking that a certain person did. <laughs> was do, you think someone was trying, do you think someone was trying hard to win? Because honestly, no, Nick is no, my teammate. I didn't know what the fuck their army did. Was <laughs> that you, Nick? Neither, neither of us knew what, what was going on. Uh, <laughs> I was I was a little bit disappointed when the when the lists were dished out. I was slightly disappointed that I got the Nurgle one because it feels like it's actually, you know, a decent army that you can play well. Yeah. Uh, I I really wanted a silly army like uh, I think Darren's got like six steam tanks. I kind of just wanted something like that, which is a bit like a bit easy to push around, a bit silly. Yeah. Um, but you know, Nurgle's still pretty fun. So you had a bit of a scrimmage. We did. Have, I, yeah, it was w- way more of the definition of scrimmage than Tom's thing, because I it was a confused <laughs> scuffle. <laughs> Neither of us knew what was going on. We were kind of just 
Well, seeing as both Northern Ireland and Wales have predicted themselves on their own pairings matrixes to win, that's definitely a confused scrum. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I saw that joke, by the way, from Shugo in the chat. Thanks, everyone, for being in the chat. Loads of love to you. I do have um, a little bit of a cheeky plug for everyone, though. Oh, yeah, go for it. What's the plug? Uh, it's, a, it's a small project I've been working on this week. Um, I just thought I'd share it with everyone. I've kept Go it on. quite close to my chest this week. Here it is. Hey, hey, <laughs> you knew exactly where it was going. You wanted to share it with you. Uh, it's a multi-plug adapter with a wiki face. Yay. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, well, I've had no chance to do uh, 40k um, uh, hobby, uh, as you well know, because I've been doing terrain like a beast. However, I have started painting ah. up 40k terrain which has been really fun. And also, uh, big shout out to Shadow Sun, um, who um, I don't yeah, think has, has... Pardon me? No, don't worry. Well, it's with a Z. <laughs> You'll uh, know Shadow yeah. Sun as uh, the, the gentleman who created the booby uh, craft world ladies. Yes, that's much better, yes. yeah. Also right. some excellent bits uh, and bobs that I saw today. You can finish it off. Yeah, yeah, the, the Eldar-shaped L. Uh, how yep. did you feel about that, Tom? Uh, I mean, I made the pun on Twitter and uh, Chuckle Butty got confused where I said it wasn't an L, it was a W. And by that, I mean, some people who say take the L on the internet just means take the loss. Take yeah. the W is take the win. So I, I did that. Yeah. yeah but okay. it looks good. It looks good, right? Like, yeah, you think that great. would work for yeah, a board? Yeah, and functional. Yeah. It Look looks good and, and functional. Yeah. Yeah, you could sell that, you know. Fucking yeah. make gigabonk. Yeah, big big stonks on that. Uh, so I is, think that a, is that a 3D file you can download and print? Uh, I'm going to test it out when he's finished with it. Like, so, he, which is super nice because he was like, what dimensions does it need to be? I was like, well, I need it to be nine by five, like nine wide, uh, sorry, nine long, five wide, doesn't matter, right? Nine by five and then either 5.1 or 9.1 high. So he's done two versions, mm -hmm. um, cool. which is just excellent stonks, uh, which is cool because I was already planning on doing two craft world boards anyway. Um, and there's some really, really nice files out there for some craft world mm -hmm. stuff, but all of the buildings are circular yeah. and almost... Yeah completely useless for 40k uh, yeah <laughs> so uh yeah like i um uh so that's been an interesting thing but the tyranid boards i'm doing two tyranid boards they're on the way um i've done uh oh i've done a Catan uh piece of scenery i don't know yeah it's really cool shall i shall i reveal it to, shall i go get it and reveal it to the stream or, or do it sitch? definitely right. show them the Catan. Car carry the on carry on the, the show stream. nick so description of this is basically we're making lots of different boards right Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the Necron board, and Rob has decided to do something kind of cool with this Catan. Yes. So it's only just around the corner, I believe, so it shouldn't be too long. But you'll see it in a second. Here it comes. Here you are. Here we go. Brace oh, yourself, people. Roll, please. Brace Unfortunate yourself. Unfortunate for the podcast. So this is, there it is. Look at that. Yeah, it's pretty there fucking swish. Is that a slightly scaled up Catan as well? Yeah, yeah. Like 150%. And what is that going to be in game? Is that a uh, a crate fence? A crate. Yeah. yeah. So obscuring, yeah. obscuring, and also um, uh, impassable. Impassable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that looks. I think that yeah, looks it, looks, it looks really, really cool. One is that blocking Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's also like built in part, so I can take it apart, like as you can see, like break it apart, and then I'm going to paint it and then put it back together. So that's going to look pretty cool, I think. I've yeah. got four of them on a board. I can't wait to see it painted, see the OSL that you put on there. and uh, Don't fuck with me, Nick. I can do I can do airbrushing stuff now. Don't, don't fuck around. I'll get you. Like, it's going to be really... Uh, like I'm actually very excited about the 40K boards because I'm hoping they look really, really swish. 
and then we can have some really fun games. But I'm still a little bit uh, triggered by every time I put a picture up of the 40k terrain, someone's like, and I'm like, here's there's like 12 huge pieces of terrain, and someone's like, oh, it'll look really good when you get the rest of the terrain on the board. Yeah. I'm like, what the Why fuck? Sorry, 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 sorry. Hey! If uh, required, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this whole game, we morphed into the terrain hobby channel. We went into a narrative channel for a while, and now we've gone full hobby, because those who can't do hobby which brings us to the news and pro tabletop come on thank you i'll take a bow on that, <laughs> that Tom. Was beautiful that was very thank good you. thank you so much Tom, would yeah. you like to give us the news uh yeah so pro tabletop which was a, a company that basically was meant to be doing their own pro circuit in america and there was a contract floating around that i may or may not suggest was a little bit uh, I probably wouldn't have signed it. Um, <laughs> have decided to rebrand into a new company, and are now doing other stuff rather than creating their own pro circuit and uh, streaming events. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they just couldn't hack it with the best, Rob. What do you think? They, they couldn't. Well, so if anyone isn't aware who Pro Tabletop are, formerly uh, they were grifters who worked in the competitive smite scene, uh, robbing people of money there. They entered the 40k community, attempting to rob the people here, uh, but unfortunately, by me. We're smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen the state of the internet, mate. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're still not as bad as who are those fucking other people? Nice. Awful nice. nights at the yeah. gaming table, whatever. Fucking hell! Fucking hell! That is a Jesus. That are, mate. <laughs> they, they mate that the fucking awfulness of that group makes PTT look like they're being handled with kitty gloves. Like <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, Will Docker, all for resubscribing. Big love to you. Um, uh, so yeah, the, uh, so that's some kind of news because they've moved away from that kind of like streaming environment, uh, which I think is fun. However, in the kind of ongoing news of tournaments reemerging and tournaments going forward, I think is one of those things and coverage, uh, of course, obviously WTC, WTC postponed till next year, but that hasn't stopped people locally, especially in the UK, uh, set up some, um, new events. And there's a new one. The the organizers of the LGT are now running the Leicester GT. So uh, an, uh, another LGT, which is kind of awkward. I presume, I presume so they've got a, they've got a South one, they've got a Midlands one. I presume the next one's going to be the Liverpool GT. Uh, oh, yeah. GT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Covering nice. all the awful cities. That's fine. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like it's one of those where it's so expensive to run an event in London. I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of stuff moving over towards Leicester because actually the day before um, I heard out heard about the uh, Leicester GT. I was uh, on Google looking at aircraft hangars and warehouses for sale in Leicestershire near the M1. Mm-hmm. And it turns out you could buy one for half a million pounds because I don't most, like rent. Most people, most people prefer to live in a house, Tom. I know, but I was looking at it as like a, an opportunity to run massive uh, events and what have you. Oh, Just okay. curiosity. If I won the lottery, what and would I live do? there. I Tom, fucking, yeah. you and me, let's get married. Let's buy the place together. Yeah. Get the tax break. Yeah. Let's do it. Rock. We'll live there. Kill Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to kill him. <laughs> We're not going to make any chicken either because he's a vegetarian. So that's going to be a bit of a problem. So, uh, so our Canadian friend uh, <laughs> says, wait, you pronounce Lester as Lester. What is wrong yes. with you? Yeah, yeah I say think... aluminium for me, Jim. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kenny Roll Crit says, have they found a styrofoam deposit in Leicester? Well, great question, because that brings us on to the <laughs> terrain maps. 
That's a great segue. Thanks very much. So, Tom, you you've looked at the maps. Nick, have you had a chance to like look through the maps yet? I have not. I have not looked at them at all. Okay. okay well, I'm looking well, at it right now for the first time. Live so positives. Panel. Positives. They they yeah. are easier to read than reading Ishik's ones. True. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for that. Uh, yeah, that is my wrong. first. Yeah. yeah that. However. Probably, uh, yeah. I think the general consensus is that there's not tons of terrain um, on the board and could cause the game to be a wildly different meta to what maybe we've kind yes. of all been used to due to TTS, which is mm. one of the things I've talked about on the Daily Shows quite a bit. Uh, link to the maps, no problem. Give us a sec. I'll grab the chat for you. Uh, there you go. There's the link if you guys uh, want the link. Um so, yeah, the segue. The segues are going really well today. We're doing really yeah. well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, what did you think about the maps? So, looking at the boards, it looks like we've gone for a similar setup compared to what they had in 8th edition, which, considering that the boards are smaller, it should be better, right? Because you've got lots more line of sight blocking per the amount of space that you've, you've actually got on the board. The problem you have is that a lot of the density of boards isn't generated necessarily by line of sight blocking anymore. It's generated by things like trees, which are consistently producing a minus one to hit effect across a lot of the board for you. Also, when the board is a little bit smaller, you probably want some uh, some more kind of terrain but produce some minus two movement effect. Otherwise, you could just kind of, run, like, kind of like run from one side of a board to the other with not really any downside so then the amount of l's and like line of sight blocking on these i think is good but i think it could probably do like a couple more bits of like area terrain specifically trees craters are good too just because they restrict a lot of movement on the board but realistically you can get some trees down that's really going to help create an environment where you're not just seeing ad mech and potentially things like guard with the mana cores and the wyverns and what have you just dominating every single table i think even marines though I think even Marines have to move around to get their shooting off. Like Marines are yeah. a good shooting army, strong shooting army. It's yeah, just like... but they don't have access to huge amounts of line of sight ignoring shots, right? Whereas things like Admech and Guard do. Yes, yes. So having minuses one, minus ones to hit across yes. the table generally yes. gives you some sort of counterplay as the other player. Yes, 100%. And especially via minus two to movement and charge thing. For example, if I'm a sisters player, I'm looking at those and thinking immediately every game I repent you are going to have a potential 27 inch trap range if I roll well on my miracle dice. So, like, you, there's, aren't, there's no so, to, to so you aren't you aren't upset with the uh, volume, although no, so no, looking no, at mission no. five, there are 10 pieces on the board as opposed to like what I consider mm. to be the standard 12. Yeah. Although someone someone earlier in the week was suggesting 16. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I think someone <laughs> last week was suggesting 18, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's nightmarish. Nick, having looked at um, and the sizes of the pieces seem fairly small. Um, yeah, Nick, have you got any thoughts about these maps in any way, shape or form? Uh, well, I was just saying, I think uh, one of the criticisms we've had of like Games Workshop uh, mission maps and the objective placements is all the object, all the placements come from the centre of the table, whereas it would be very helpful if they had measurements on the edge of the table so you can position things more easily. Yeah. Um, and these maps have a similar problem. But I'm presuming that at this tournament they're just showing the maps and their terrain will already be laid out or are they going to expect players to come to the table and then rearrange the terrain um, as per the mission, as per the pack themselves, uh, and that's just going to be a bit fiddly and might no make problem, a, no probably ask players to do it, mate. Yeah, so that might cause I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes extra faffing around time that you have at the start of a game. 
mean, if they're measured, like if the, if there are like descriptions for where they're meant to be specifically, so it's like quite easy. But when you yeah. do look at the WTC map pack, this is going to be a conversation like. Like I, I've talked about this on the daily shows before, but I'm so glad I can get like a full like rager on on the 40k show because this is where it's at, right? This is the game. Like Tom, I, me and Tom, actually Tom, let, let's we'll bring up that conversation that we had kind of earlier in the week. Yeah, like sure. the game requires excellent loads of terrain. It requires yes. loads of terrain and excellently thought out terrain to produce a really good game. I think that that's right. a huge positive. I think that it, like, well, hold on. The effect of what it is creates a huge positive. You have a much better game. It's more dynamic. I think it's more interesting. And I think you have more tactical play because of the terrain. There's a counterpoint which we'll come to in a minute. Yeah. And I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation for over this entire edition. I, like, horrified about thinking about playing at Warhammer World with the bowling ball style uh, tables that we used to see. Nick? Okay. Oh, Tom, sorry. So here's the thing. Is the game still fun on lots of different variety of terrain? Because you just said that you need a certain kind of board and a certain kind of well-thought-out layout to to play the game. The implication there is that if you don't have that, the game isn't enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Is that the mark of a good game? Well, see, that's the great... That is like a whole whole question, Yeah, which I think is really good. Twitch chat, I want to know what your thoughts are. Because that's kind of a point you were making earlier on in the week, eh, Tom? Do you want to explain? Do you want yeah, to explain, no, it, out to, you want to explain I mean, it out to everyone? There's not really much much else to say. Like if I if I need a certain amount of terrain or a certain layer of terrain to make the game enjoyable, it's just not going to be a very enjoyable game for the vast majority of people. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing uh, with my dad and I'm 14 and we've just got our table out and we're playing a game of Warhammer, but we're just playing with what we have and we're just making our own board and the game isn't fun that's not a good game like you need your game to be enjoyable on lots of different kinds of terrain and lots of different kinds of boards and if you require this kind of terrain for it i don't i don't i don't know what to tell you i mean i don't know do we need to define what what is a fun game because uh yeah jimmy and his dad jimmy and his dad might play a narrative game and it doesn't matter that uh his dad smashes jimmy because uh, he can't stand to lose to I his son because his dad never let him win when he was a boy. I mean, <laughs> maybe, you know, that'll be fun for them. Um, but mm. if we're saying uh, the fun comes from the game being a competitive game. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm um, not saying that if you're playing competitively, the only way you can do it is if you have this terrain. That's, that's kind of okay, as far as I'm concerned. Because... If you are trying to play competitively, therefore you are a certain level of invested, and therefore when you go into tournaments, you, you kind of know what to expect. I think my issue is like I, I work in a school, right, and I, I run a, a Warhammer club with those guys. Those they're still kids; they're not very good because they're children. Um, but uh, we had like one one guy go; he's like uh, twelve, and he went to one of the heats and won two games. Mm. But my my point is that if they they're going to try their best to win, right? It's not competitive play. But they're going to try their best to win. Yeah. And so if I'm just rocking up and I've got like a couple, I was about to say video cassette cases, but they don't exist anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a bunch of CD, no, no, CDs down on the thing either. Just a bunch of books on the table just like piled up to make terrain. And then little Timmy goes first and shoots little Jimmy off the board. And they're both trying to win, regardless of whether it's a competitive game. Do you think they've had fun? Do you, or do you think that little Timmy's going to go away and say, oh, well, it's not a very good game because he went first and he shot me in the face and I died. It's not interactive, right? Yeah, actually... He's going to go I, and I was, do that, right? I've played I, I, League of Legends. I've seen molding children before. It's the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I see, actually, a really good point because actually, I was thinking about this. Uh, how a conversation because it was a conversation between you and me and Neil uh, earlier in the week, and actually, it kind of led me to a, a thought. I was like, is ninth better? I was like, I love objective play, so I think going to objectives is a real strong bonus. I'm like, I think that makes ninth a much better game, like wholesale. However, is ninth also better because, like. And therefore, kind of like intrinsically linked to the improvement in terrain, like and what the terrain does and how it affects the game. And I'm like, yeah, I think it is. Like, and I think that they're probably on an equal footing. And I think secondaries and, and primaries and all that probably is also really important as well. I think all the other changes you could throw out the window, like you can shoot your vehicle into combat, like give a fuck. Like, mm. imagine you could do that, but there was no terrain rules. Like, which would you prefer to have? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the interesting bit, and and I know it's already been said in the chat, um, uh, like by Scott B, uh, and it's been said by us time and time again. The fact that there isn't an officially endorsed one, or there isn't an officially created one, or like Tom saying, you're a kid, yeah, and Neil's also saying in the chat, which I think is good, you're a kid and you're playing this mission, and then there's like a, a another page and it's like this is the map of terrain and like go find like neil's like said like use a pile of stacked up books i'm like that's great that would be you know you could use that you don't have to spend money on it like in order to like create the effect if you know what i mean like go get yourself a bottle of water and that could be something else like or something you know you could go find some stuff that you pretty much have lying around the house to create the terrain and the setup and i think that makes sense and the reason it's really important when people like the lgt put out their terrain pack and I assume whenever the ITC or Games Workshop ITC, they haven't been bought, but of course Talking Heads think different. Um, whenever they put out their terrain pack, we're going to have to review them because it's basically, like Tom says, a quintessential part of competitive play. Because the LGT pack now, you talk about comp, comp exists in 40k right now, and it's the terrain packs. My shooting army is better and more likely to win at the Leicester City GT based on looking at the map packs than it would do playing in some of the WTC style maps. And I think that's fascinating. Like that allows us to like, because your first question is not even what missions are you going to be playing at the event, but what is the terrain going to be like at the event? And then how does that change your list, right? Like mm. uh, we, we were talking earlier on uh, in the week about having uh, four of the boards here be L shapes with forests or crates. And then four of the boards here being um crates but high crates so they're obscuring but they're also impassable and then either forest or crates so it's either eight l's or eight like impassable obscuring crates that are at the same sort of size having that conversation and building it like that and actually the shooting stuff should do better on the crate board and also the flying stuff should do better on the crate board whereas the infantry should do better on the l boards but and having a nice mix at the venue i think is going to be really good so, I don't know, yeah, something really important to talk about, I think, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe more so than any... Uh, I think it's probably the most important thing in the pack, actually, going forward to 40k events. Don't know about mm-hmm. you. What do you think, Nick? Like, are you planning on playing a Warhammer World, like, on Planet Bowling Ball? I, like... I probably will go to some Warhammer World events, but that's purely because it's right on our doorstep. So, we, uh, like, like we live in Nottingham. It's, it's that... It's our local. It, well, it's me and Rob's local gaming club. Apart from the Honest Wargaming Arena now, um, so I probably will go to some events there, um, just because it's local. But I know, I absolutely guarantee that the terrain won't really be thought out by the events team. They'll just like because I think if they wanted to do 
this style compact with the terrain pack, like an LGT style or WTC style comp, uh, terrain pack, they'd have to rebuild and redesign all of the terrain that they have for the venue, which they're probably not going to do. Um, they just have like loads of big blocks. They'll just scatter some random buildings around. That's what they'll do. It won't be symmetrical. It'll just be some random stuff. Won't, there won't be enough on the table. There'll be some. There'll be a few trees because they have plenty of wildwoods, and there'll be some big blocky buildings. That'll be it. And they won't have thought about it. And it will. It will skew games one way or another. I don't know. I, I feel like at the end of eight, there was definitely a conceited effort from the Warhammer World Events team to think about the terrain. But quite, the issue was there wasn't enough. So you'd go onto all the boards. Yeah. And there'd be like uh, a line of sight blocking piece in the corner, like a little ruin or something that you could hide in. And then there'd be a line of sight blocking piece in the center. And then there'd be a forest or some or a crater in between each of the L's in the corners, right? So it wasn't necessarily an issue, I think, of, of them not thinking about it because there's clearly some thought process there. So all yeah. the boards were kind of similar. But the issue, I think, is there wasn't enough. Although, yeah, like I said, were... I'm not as fussed about the terrain as I am about the fucking realm of battle boards. <laughs> oh, they've got rid of the battle boards now. They've got rid of, they've got rid of those. We've seen, we've they've seen, we've seen mats. We've seen printed mats, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so long as it's got like 120 of those, I'm all right. But I'm not a bit of hurt, dude. To be honest. Uh, Sugar says Warhammer World put out on Facebook that not long they've been saying making new boards. At the end of the day, Warhammer World is just a 50 table venue. Like it's Warhammer World as well. I get it, but it's just a 50 table venue. Like, and if they don't, mm. like, if they don't, like, live up to the standards, I think, like, there are going to be venues where they're, like, pushing the boat out in the future. So, something to be discussed. But more importantly, like Nick said, if they don't have an official terrain pack. And, listen, I got loads of love uh, for some of the employees there, specifically their new event manager. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's a great guy. So, I would hope that he, like, has taken this on board and will be doing some good work with it. And I'm pretty certain the ITC Games Workshop, like, buy-in or whatever the hell that they've decided to do yeah like yeah the <laughs> well, it's actually more like this nick i think is the, <laughs> is the one of their penises opens for the other penis and that's how they accept their love um <laughs> i would say the uh the 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 they they're surely going to put out some official map packs at which point those those will be what they use at warhammer world right that'll be the point um, but I'd like to see Tom, uh, Nick. Final question on this because I know we've been going on it for ages. Uh, is um, uh, if you were going to a forty k event in the future, and I think I know the answer already, so it's a bit loaded. But I'm going to ask it uh, anyway. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want a variety of boards, or do you want the same boards? Like, so you're playing a mission. Doesn't matter which mission, but everyone in the hall at that point is playing that one mission. Do you want you to be playing on the same style map as the guy next to you and everyone else at the event? Therefore, there's some sort of parity, or do you want it to be different? And and I don't mean aesthetically; I mean functionally. That's my question. I can go on that. Uh, yeah. Can I give a nuanced answer? It's yeah, not yeah, really sure. a nuanced, but it's more nuanced than yes, no. If yeah, I'm yeah. playing in a tournament, yes, I want it to be all the same. If I am not playing at a tournament uh, and I'm playing in a crusade event because I don't fuck, then all different is fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Nick, what's your feelings on this? Um, probably similar to Tom. If, like, you know, in a competitive environment, I think 
if you're going there to compete, everyone playing on the, in the same conditions is ideal. But I don't think I'd necessarily be really that bothered or massively upset if it was some slight variation. I think okay. I'd still get on with it, but my preference for probably would be everyone, everyone the same. So on this uh, on this deep cut question, let's ask our host who's joined us right now, Logan. Uh, welcome to the show. Have you been listening? Have you got any thoughts uh, on that that question? Uh, every board being the same shit. It is shit, <laughs> but it's functional. <laughs> I am fine with there being an array of boards that are specific to each mission. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like, I'm okay with that. Like, these are your three maps for this mission. I know that that is work setting them up in between rounds, but... So so okay. long as there isn't, like, a massive discrepancy between yeah. them, I'm okay with that. I think my issue is when I play a game and I've got a list that's designed for this event and I know, I know what the matter is and I know what the kind of missions are, mm-hmm. and then I just get shafted because I hit the wrong mission, the wrong board and the wrong <laughs> mission halfway through. Can I throw a massive spanner in the works Do as it. well? This question, yeah, yeah. Came, this question came up in a Facebook group, and I think it's a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. Now that no one knows who's going first, mm-hmm. and no one gets to choose who goes first, mm-hmm. are symmetrical maps essential? Oh, great. And so there's more advantage to choosing the right side on the roll as opposed to just like... Or just some advantage. Or some advantage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Uh, oh, Although you don't know what that advantage will be because you, you you have zero control as to whether you go first or second as well. Yeah. yeah. I guess it depends, like, if it's so asymmetrical that I have, like, nothing to hide behind on my opponent. It would never be that. To hide behind. Well, I yeah. guess, yeah, I'm taking it to the extreme, I guess. Um at least give it be something to choosing the side and then deploying the first unit rather than just making your opponent deploy the first one every time. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Hadn't thought about that. Hadn't thought about that because the symmetry feels like because the symmetry is meant to create something that's fair, right? But surely, of course, like you know, like I guess, I guess, do you want something that's quite heavily loaded? Let's say you've got a meet the current level of defensive terrain on one side and then an even heavier amount on the other side. Do you just say to yourself? Like, well, I want to choose that because I'm just going to castle up turn one. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do. So I've chosen that and that's my thing. Um, I guess either side having an advantage. Because the problem then is if neither side has the advantage, what's the point of the role? What's the point? What's the purpose? of? There is currently zero point other than who gets to put their infiltrators down first. That's literally like it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Um, As team attackers, yeah, it's basically just an infiltration role. It's not a attack a defender role that's literally the only difference now mm, interesting i would i would still prefer maps to be symmetrical <coughs> purely, purely on one reason like if you finish a game i hate i hate to hear people come away from game and go oh well i would have won if i had that side of the board like you, think you just that, take that you, you think, just take that out of the that, equation do you think the game's that polarized though do you think that you could create a board that's so helpful one side i guess it could just be open on one side <laughs> <laughs> It's it's definitely something that opens people up to complaints and or excuses. So yeah, I agree with that, Nick. Definitely. Um, but just something I wanted to ask because now that they've changed the the the, the start of game system mm. to 
having no control as going first or second. Um, you know, do we do we still need symmetrical? I, I like some symmetry because, like you said, there's no there's no debate in terms of that. Oh, like I wanted that side. If I'd have gone that side, I'd have blah, 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 you know that that's removed as an excuse. Um, but I do very much like the idea of having a set of maps per mission rather than just you know we just randomly slap down stuff on the board and it doesn't really work for this mission mm-hmm. and you yeah. unfortunately got and it sucks now sorry yeah no i agree i think i'd like to see like maybe two or three options per per mission yeah, I mean, you could, you could have fun. you could go with the light medium heavy version like a heavy version of <laughs> i i don't know if i'd be down to see that kind of like drastic change between missions because again it's like if i'm playing in a singles event and that's the case yeah and I, I don't want to get shafted because I got fucking planet bowling ball. That's light, not a serious competitive event at that point. Yeah, light, medium, heavy is a balancing factor in the imbalanced matchups that you'll face in uh, in mm-hmm. team formats, right? It's it's massively important because you can um, make up for that. But I think <clears throat> if you just that, happen to luck out and get, like you said, planet two, two lean twos and a couple of errant trees in the middle of the board and you're going up against admic then you're you're fucked so. yeah you don't want it to look like district nine um uh, <laughs> <laughs> or if you're that. playing games reference. <laughs> it's, a, it's a film it's a, it's, it's a film uh i would say it's that like fun. i think you're better off your core you cultured bastard <laughs> i would say i would say that the core like i think you're 12 pieces if you just uh, we're always having 12 pieces you can just v- vary up what they are for like i think having eight that are l's so therefore they're breachable and the eight that are impassable you still have the same volume doing the same job it's still all obscuring but it does mean that different units have different advantages so infantry are better in one and then uh jet bikes and flying infantry are better in the other they're actually I, I good actually in all think, of them i actually think when those 12 pieces are all um obscuring it's too many as well well yeah so i would think you would have eight as the core that you move around and then it's your four swing pieces so then four of forests four of crates four of greats which i greats uh, greats great on me but that's a whole different story for another day uh i know thanks. they're just easy to make though aren't they you know it's yeah. easier than building mm. forests and stuff so yeah yeah but yeah for having four forests or even just going like eight forests four elves is kind of like an interesting mix-up i don't think that's good enough i don't think that's enough obscuring did you could... did you discuss the obscuring in the lgt pack that you were just talking because obviously I, I jumped on at the tail end of that. But, we talked um, about the fact that it, it doesn't seem as dense as WTC maps previously. <coughs> well, is there, um, have they removed obscuring from ruins? I read that somewhere. Is that, I don't think so. Can we check? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm, I can. It says it up here. Um, so, so we've got the large L shape. Go on, Nick. The large L shape area, defensible, breachable, light, scalable. Small L shape area, defensible breach, dense, scalable. No obscuring. And then wow. they've got an industrial platform. That's a that's a big which deal. is obscuring. So they've only got like one they thing. Later, they've got one thing that's obscuring. Yeah, that's, surely they had that. That's uh, I think that's typo. intentional. No, you think that's intentional. Because someone mentioned no. it. I, Let me have a like, look at this. That's why it was in my brain because I thought someone had mentioned. Where is it. this? You know exactly where I'm going, by the way, Luke. <laughs> you know exactly well, so where I'm going. Like, so all of us so far, well, we've mostly been playing with like eight or so obscuring terrain pieces. So on some of their, on most of their maps, they've got two. 
Mm, and that's yeah. it. Two, 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 yeah, two every table. But that could just smack, that feels like it's a holdover, like two large L's, like on old boards. Feels like it's an old way of looking at a map. I, I said kind of, Logan, earlier, maybe you weren't here. I was like, like tournament packs are now comp based, based on mm. how they do the map packs for terrain, right? That's going to be the future. And you're going to choose your army list based on what those look like. Um, so those... to be honest with you, in 40k international tournaments, that's always been the case. Um, you know, I remember like 6th edition, Tony Kopach putting together sp lists specifically because, you know... The, the... Specifically Nova, yeah. Yeah, Nova. Nova was very, very different. You can walk, you can walk up 50 infantry behind and not get blown off the table. And yeah, that, that's, that's definitely been a thing. And obviously we'll continue to be a thing as people introduce their own uh, opinions on on terrain layouts so yeah, i think it's going to be real interesting next couple of years watching watching it all and watching the results as well watching watching people be like how did this win what happened and like and that being a kind of key question like show us some pictures show us your terrain you dirty bitch <laughs> like... <laughs> Rob, no. Rob the Flasher is happy to show anyone his terrain. Just get in the DMs and he will send you all kinds of poorly taken photographs of his terrain. That's Steamy. Cool. Well, until until I until I get like do the proper promo shots, they're just that's all you get in. Right, anyway, that's enough on this. I didn't expect it to be such a big chat. It's you. You're the leak photographer. It's you. <laughs> show me your thumb. Show me your thumb really <laughs> it close looks like to the camera. It's always covered in paint. That's the problem. I think that might be further evidence that Rob is a sleeper agent for Games Workshop. <laughs> always. <laughs> the, the ongoing uh, rumour. Um, right, let's talk about Drukari, the top of the show. Uh, and let's talk about their data sheets and their stratagems. You've got the book. I've got my uh, kind of book that's somehow electronic at the same time because um, I'm a genius. Uh, <laughs> uh, should we start with stratagem straight off the bat? Yeah. Um, let's go through them. So let me just go up there. Uh, so obviously we talked about kind of the sub-factions last week and the core rules. Um, and now let's talk about the stratagems and what the stratagems can do. Uh, I mean, it's no secret at this stage, because obviously we're, we're further into it than most people, uh, that this is a crazy good book crazy good book i think people are very excited about using this book very mobile very very punchy a lot of output uh so i think that's going to be quite unique and i'm looking forward what to seeing the how hell is the filter that you've put on nico by the way he's just it's just a skype one sometimes yeah like, it's, it's it's on the stream it's fine it's just he looks weird for us yeah, no I'm, yeah, lo yeah. I'm looking at him on the screen on the stream he looks gray no he doesn't no, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a skype thing now. i don't know I'm what looking, it is I'm watching on Twitch on my on my laptop oh. as well. He yeah, looks yeah, yeah. he looks f. <laughs> you, you look like you're in a, a Daft Punk video, Nick. You look great. He, look, he he looks like I need to be wearing the 3D glasses, and he's going to kind of come out. The, you know, like when there's the red and the blue. This is the second time you've yeah, mentioned that you've got 3D some 3D glass, glasses. Like I know that you love them, but like you've got to leave it in the past, man. It's AR now, or it's not. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right okay stratagems who wants to take them away lads which of the 25 different uh entries of stat stratagems in various different places of the book are we going to go for i'm just going to go i'm going to start at the bottom I'm stratagems just just cruel deception that. is one cp two cp <laughs> using your the phase. Of the main pages right yeah this is uh if you're reading along at home this is page 68 
Um, uh, use the strategy movement phase when the Jukari unit from your army falls back. You can select this unit to be eligible to shoot this turn or eligible to declare a charge this turn or both. If you select both, this stratagem costs 2 CP, otherwise it's 1 CP. An incredible stratagem if you don't forget that, of course... Oh, actually, hold on, I'll finish this thought and then I'll, I'll jump over to Nick with his stats. Um, an amazing uh, stratagem if you, like, obviously remember that in turn 2 these guys could advance and charge. So now you've got advance and charge, fall back and charge, or even if you somehow lock them up in turn 1, uh, fall back and charge, then advance and charge, all in the same breath, so some really un they've got some options for some really mobile units in this army so it's a great stratagem like straight off the bat right the funny thing about this as well is they have this stratagem again in cult of rust That's oh really wow yeah okay. so cult, cult of strife have picked them apart for two cp uh, a cult of strife unit can fall back uh, and shoot and charge this turn Man. so you get to do it twice it just costs two cp you the can make time. as many mistakes as you want <laughs> and you can just get yourself yeah. out of any situation. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good start. Nick, you uh, you had a breakdown of the stats for the uh, for for everything that we found in this book, right? Uh, yeah, I've collected, I've harvested some data, and what I did was I did a bit of a uh, comparison between three different codexes. That Do you I want to take us through that from. before we get started? I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. Have you got the? The graphic up, or am I just audioing this? No, yeah, you, you, you bang on. The graphic will be up in but moments, but moments. Uh, so uh, I just, I just thought it'd be interesting to look at more so for my own interest. May, I don't know how useful it is or not, uh, but I looked at the Death Guard Codex, the Drakari Codex, and the Necron Codex because they're three codexes that are kind of standalone ones. Mm -hmm. um, I just looked at the types of rules that they have in there and their broad effects. Um, so I hope the graphic will come up shortly. But like the Death Guard, all of them. Obviously, I don't think it's a. It's not a. It's not um, probably an obvious thing to say, but they kind of roughly have similar structures. They have similar amount of stratagems, etc., and stuff like that. Um, but what was interesting, I found, was looking at the broad effects of the rules. Where the Death Guard Codex, a lot of their rules focus on the rules coming out of the Codex, not the data slates. Focus on like damage. And not that much on resilience, whereas uh, the Jakari Codex, a lot of their stuff focuses on movement and resilience, and then also damage as well. Whereas the Necrons, a lot of their stuff they have in there is uh, like mortal wounds output and uh, some movement and resilience and stuff like that. So they kind of like, you know, the codexes kind of do, the rules kind of point towards the narrative, which, you know, they like to try and do. But I just find it quite interesting looking at that, that the Death Guard Codex, who you'd associate with being disgustingly resilient, don't have that many rules in their codex that promote their resilience. Uh, it's see, they seem to have shifted in that codex more towards uh, de more debuffs than uh, resilience-based rules. Mm. Well, well, it's fascinating, like breaking out the Death Guard, Drukari, and Necrons thing, as you said, because they they have more rules. So they've got 128 rules like that, mm. uh, across a variety of different kind of mediums to get through, like you've pointed out. Um, so they just have more playability. I think one of the things about the Death Guard book versus Drukari book is the rules that they have are, are baked into their data sheets or kind of into the battle traits in of themselves. Whereas the Drukari, there's more playability, like you get more options. You can be more outputty. Mm -hmm if you want to, or you can be more maneuverable, or you can be more defensive, but you get to choose more, which I think mm. it, like, it allows you to like 
And I think that they've done this intentionally, right? This book feels like they tried to give all of the three different armies that really are inside it as many options as possible. Um, and then can't wait for that demon book, eight stratagems per god or two per god. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> wait, six, you're allowed 16 stratagems, aren't you? So yeah, four, four per god. They'll be great. There'll be uh, Zinch Chariot stratagems in there that we all definitely want to use, and Blood Crusher Chariot um, stratagems. Yeah, so oh, I think yeah. I think I think that's kind of the big takeaway about this book. And Nick, thanks for putting the stats together. Is this book has got so many, and like <coughs> Logan just pointed out, we've already got a fall back and charge or shoot stratagem already available twice. Yeah, like already, like, and I don't think that even exists inside the Death Guard book. So you get no opportunity to do this. So it's huge. So I can I, I, I feel like yeah, this book like having read through the book, I feel like this book is like tailor made for someone who wants to make a lot of good decisions and those get out of jail free cards or having outs available in your book means that it's just better. If you I'm don't like making a lot of that. good decisions, go and play something else. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying no, I'm saying I know, I know, but I'm you just, have I'm access just, to more yeah. the opportunity to make more yeah. good decisions. That's yeah, really I'm just being a dick, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Uh, did you guys have any other thought, Nick? Did you have any other takeaways from this? Um, not particularly. Uh, I don't. I don't know how useful those stats are. I just find them quite interesting to look at. <clears throat> I think they're quite interesting. Uh, I, I, I really do. I think. Like, I think it's fun. very interesting to see that you know the proliferation of damage um, stratagems for Death Guard, as opposed to resilience and you know shutting down psychic powers, because they're the kind of things that you associate with them very much so mm-hmm. um I, I i'm kind of expecting that many rules for jakari because like you said it's effectively three factions the model mm. range the model range is enormous compared to death guard mm. which is a lot narrower yeah. um yeah. so you kind of need stuff like that to work um is this including the supplement rules as well Nick? um for no i've not included any sort <laughs> yeah see and they've got those. they've got another eight stratagems in the supplement book as well mm. So they've got even more, even more things for you to use. It's also interesting that in um, the Book of Rust, it's just a straight up like Space Marine chapter supplement for the Drukari, whereas the um, the Death Guard have like a really restrictive, definitely not a formation formation. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that's quite interesting because it, it is literally just the, uh, it's a Space Marine supplement. Um, chapter supplement this cult of strife mm. thing which we'll get to obviously um, but the fact that the fact that they have that like <coughs> it, mm. you know it, that expands it out again really yeah uh all right so back to the stratagems uh where are we up to next uh, the second one <laughs> yeah the, the second one enemy basically when you're fighting slanesh you can re-roll hits and wounds in combat Move everyone on. gets one of these don't <laughs> it's useless carry on <laughs> It's it's not really useless though because they're kind of good not right in the now. Meta. Yeah, in the meta, yeah. it's fine. But I've never used one of these in my but life. I hate these rules because it's so like it's just completely yeah. arbitrary whether it's good or not, right? You yeah. Know? In the law, you happen to like in the law if you happen to have a feud with a faction that's actually good in the game. Like yep. the Chaos Space Marines one is was fantastic, absolutely amazing. But like, you know, Space Wolves having having a re-rolls hit and wound against Thousand Suns, it's like, okay, I might see Magnus, perhaps, and Araman. Cool. 
Um, but yeah, Slanesh is is not. I quite, I quite like them being in there because I mean, like, just throw something for the narrative kids. They'll like, it's they'll like a, laugh. Put it in the crusade thing, then. <laughs> it's a waste of a slot. It pisses me off because, like, not for Drakari because they've got a million rules. But like, when when they're yeah. putting that stuff in, like supplements and and I know I've got sixteen. That's all I'm getting. I've only got sixteen strats. And you spent and, money on that, yeah. And one of them is fucking reroll hits and wounds against fucking Tau. Viola set on a Wednesday <laughs> only in round three of the tournament. That's it. That's when you can use it. And it's like, fuck off. Maybe yeah. they All thought right. maybe they thought this was balancing it. They thought, fucking hell, we've given them loads of good yeah, rules. We need to nerf Slanesh. Let's put yeah. a shitty strategy for Dark Elder. <laughs> maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's they go... Now, boys. It's all maybe over that's now. the genius. Maybe they're like, what if we accidentally write, write a broken book one time? So broken it's indestructible. Unless... You take the counter army that has the one stratagem to stop them. <laughs> kind of like an inbuilt Death Watch mechanic in the mm. game. Um, and then you can kind of like break the meta out. It's like, oh, well, I'll use the other one. But yeah, okay. We spent too long talking about that one, to be fair. Torturous Craft is one CP, two CP. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when Urian, Rakarth, or a, a homunculus covering unit from your army selected to fight. To the end of that phase, each time model in that unit makes an attack, you can re-roll the wound roll. If this stratagem is used when a character or Rax unit that contains 10 or less models selected to fight, it costs 1 CP, otherwise it costs 2. This is brilliant as a stratagem. Um, I believe it should be 10 or fewer models games workshop coming. <laughs> Go on, Tom, you've got this. Fucking animals. So, but that's it's brilliant, right? Like all of those combat units uh, um, for the covens are just super good. Reroll into wound is amazing. There's a lot of attacks available. Um, strength is, that, is strength the issue. Strength's kind of the issue on some of the units, um, but the rerolls to wound, excellent, excellent stratagem. Like, and it also um, you thank like, fuck it's not on shooting attacks. True. Yeah, agreed. But can we talk about the fact that it requires no one to be near anyone? It's just like. Any of you reroll to wound at any point in the fight phase. It's great. Um, so yeah, and then lightning fast reactions is uh, uh, yeah. Again, it, it, again, you can make as many mistakes as you want, and this is another little just. It's also one CP now, which is it. nice. One CP is really nice. I think it was two before, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think the fact that it's it's also one CP if it's ten or less models. So like you know, if you've got like a, a smaller unit of grotesques or. Because it's going to work on Talus as well. Oh, I thought you were talking about lightning fast reactions. Sorry. Oh, no, it's one CP. Sorry, after you, Tom. No, no, it's fine. I just thought you'd moved on. That was all right. Yeah, lightning fast reactions is just a flat one CP. It doesn't matter who it's on. Yeah. Um, I I do want to point out, though, for all of you people out there that are running um, Coven Raiders with Grizzly Trophies on, um, with Dark Creed, you cannot use lightning fast reactions on your Raider when we try and blow it up. Uh, because it will have the homunculus coven keyword, so you can't oh. actually use it on that. So yeah, yeah, if you want want minus three leadership on your raider, you're gonna have to take getting shot. So cheers. Yeah, live yeah, with that's it. probably worth it. That's <laughs> probably uh, worth it to be honest. Uh, so that's minus one to hit. Then hunt from the shadows is <laughs> use this strategy when your opponent's shooting phase when a Drukari unit from your army that has the benefit of light cover is selected to the target of that range attack. To the end of the phase, add an additional one to that unit saving throws. Excluding vulnerable save and throws, which is not too it's all much, right. really. Yeah, yeah, it's decent for one CP. Like again, yeah. it's it's reactive, useful <laughs> when you want to, right? Yeah, it's I... also the reason why you can include lots of fucking trees in your pack, so you can use this. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm glad that it says excluding invulnerable saving throws because that would be ridiculous. Um, but also one of the units that you'd probably want to use this on a lot uh, would be Mandrakes. Um, and mm-hmm. they yeah. don't get any benefit from it because they've got a 7 plus save. They're so, also, yeah, and they're already minus one to hit, so the light cover doesn't even do anything for them anyway, so no. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Alliance of Agony is a CP. Use distraction for the battle when you're mustering your army if your warlord is a real space raider archon. Select one succubus from your army and one homunculus model, uh, coven model from your army, excluding name characters, and determine one warlord trait for each of these models. This must be a warlord trait it can have. Those models are only regarded as your warlord for the purpose of the warlord trait. Each warlord trait in your army must be unique. Blah, blah, blah. You can only use this strategy once. But it means you can have three characters with a warlord trait, and I'm pretty certain you can buy an additional warlord yeah, the trait. Next, the next one, Tolerated Ambition, is just, again, you can buy another warlord trait for someone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you could have your warlord, and then a real space raider, two extra, and then buy two more. So you could have five warlord traits yeah. in 2,000 points. Which is a nice bonus for... Um... Actually, using the real space raider detachment, mm. which I'm not seeing a lot of people do. No, you won't. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's better just to take free patrols because it's far less restrictive. I don't know though. <laughs> like, it's like it's quite nice. All your characters are in there; they're all benefiting from their own stuff all the time. I think that's quite useful. Yeah, um, but it means you have to take one homunculus, one succubus, one archon. When I'm seeing a lot of people take two archons or taking um, two succubuses for the double. Double blender succubus is right. I'm not really seeing like people spread it out and take one of each, and then you've got also got to take obviously one each of the homunculus coven's racks, which is and carolites. I, I, it's just so restrictive in terms of it force your army down a certain path. If you want to do that anyway, you go for it, but it's just not where I'm seeing people build at the minute. At all. The main issue with running real space raider detachments is the HQ slots, um, because you can't take Drezar, who yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone should be taking Drezar. I don't know, he's good. <laughs> Drezar like is absolutely fucked. Everybody should take Drezar. Um, you probably want to take an extra succubus as well. Um, but it, yeah, you want like you want four HQs in this in in most lists. So mm-hmm. having well, to spend a slot, I can I can you know I can take the Hemonculus with the trait that turns off your opsec. That's cool. I can take the Archon with the trait that. Um, makes you fight last call cool. i can take the succubus that does 24 attacks when she misses them all so there's not it's not like i can't find a good use for each of those hqs but the fact that i can't take any more after that is a, is a bit of a hindrance because you do probably want to take more i'd say but there's the, benefits for respice raiders well i i think the main benefit of the real space raiders um is that when you play with it it sounds like you're in a synthwave band I think that's got to be like my uptick, <laughs> ultimately. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm running Synthwave, uh, Real Space Raiders, and uh, later on, I'm probably going to ride my fixie bike home. So I just think that there's some real positives. <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, prizes from the Dark City is one CP. Use distraction for the battle when you're mustering your army. If your warlord has a Jukari keyword, select one Jukari character model and give them an artifact. So this is an other artifact in your army, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's the next one, Nick? Webway portal. Webway web, web portal. Mm. Uh, basically, you can pick a infantry biker or beast unit and deep strike them, or you can pay three CP to deep strike three units. Um, so yeah, just a bit of extra mobility during the game. Um, do you? I don't. I don't really know Dark Elder that well. Do you guys think that you need deep striking stuff, or are they fast enough with transports enough to get around that? And so 
There's a lot of stuff that you often deep strikes, but a lot of it already has the ability to do so. Mm. Is is where it is, right? I'm trying to think of what wants to deep strike I mean, already. I know last week twenty racks. Yeah, I was going to say five liquefiers. Yeah. There you go. They do um, want to deep strike. It's true. generally shooting units. It big shooting units. Yeah, it will be because yeah. everything else is is pretty fine charging yep. raiders, which or, is why I'm thinking shooting like raiders. Yeah, and uh, scourges, which already do it anyway, uh, which is where I was going. Because you don't want to deep strike you unless your combat unit's got like a more likely chance to charge than the nine. <laughs> which I don't unlike... in this book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's unlikely you're gonna right. Like, so you're gonna you're gonna drop down those shooting units. I think that's one of the and also again because terrain is going to be fairly problematic. It allows you to create uh, to get into a place where you weren't before, right? Mm. Like, and you can the, the, you can uh, you can get an eight inch charge off with cult of strife yeah. bitches and then CP yeah. and roll it, but it's still. I wouldn't. I would. It's not like I'd. I wouldn't bet my. I wouldn't bet the farm on an actually no. rollable charge either. No, it's like seventy four percent chance on an eight inch rollable. Um, from playing orcs, there is a notable example later on, but I, I will talk about that later on when we get to those two stratagems. Um, that I, I feel like it's actually kind of good. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that's what we're never stationary is using stratagem shooting phase after making attacks with Jukari. Uh, you missed two. Army. Skip two. Uh, oh no, I just I just kind of did this page, but yeah, I just oh. was going to read down the whole page. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that unit can easily make a normal move up to seven inches until the end of that turn that is not eligible to... So this is Fire and Fade, but renamed, right? <laughs> yes, and you do it on a unit of shoots, which I, I was actually going to talk about this later on, because rather than doing all the strategies in my notes, I just went for all the units and said, oh, this strategy's good, this strategy's good. One example that I had was, uh, if you take a unit of Witches or a unit of Cavalite Warriors, you can take something like a Phantasm Grenade Launcher on the Witches, or you can take one of the few assault weapons that you can take on the Cavalite Warriors. I'll just scroll up to see what they are again. So you can, yeah, you can, you can take a Blaster. You can also take a Phantasm Grenade Launcher as well. And then you can just fire that, you move seven, you advance, you fire that, you fire and fade. You've gone 14 plus D6 inches. Yeah. And the Phantasm Grenade Launch is five points. So it's really good for just scuttling across the board with your obsec and just standing on something. Mm. Especially when I feel like this book potentially is like a book that's looking to trade quite a bit, right? So it's looking yeah. to just drop oh, something... Yeah. It's looking to drop something on an objective, let you hit it, and then just fly over its very fast units and like put <coughs> you in the face. Um, so, uh, yeah, really good. And again, and again, we've now got we've now got baked into them retreat, run and charge, well, advance and charge, retreat and charge, shoot and move, like so agile. Like, mm. uh, yeah, those ten, those death shrouders, tasty we... in a fight, but they're just walking. Do we think because Dark Eldar seem to be like so incredibly mobile and fast, do we think that this may affect the meta to make hordes more um, desirable now? Like I can imagine like 90 boys can just block off so much space. That it doesn't matter how fast they are that if you can't, can't jump over the orcs or get in the space where the orcs are, it doesn't matter. Maybe. I think I think one of the key factors is um, is like is how you get. I think it's getting to grips with them more than blocking them off. I think you want to go get them and smash them up, like. Mm. And it's whether or not you've got the opportunity to do that. I think. Um, I don't think they would like thirty orc boys being to jumped across the board. I don't think they'd like that at all. But they're probably able to control the board space quite nicely. Um, but I don't think they want to get pinned in. But mm. we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that question? Most of them will be in fly anyway, so. I don't, you know, you're not going to see a lot of foot slogging going on until they want to charge you, and that's when you'll see it. Other than that, 
everything's just going to be fucking zooming wherever the hell it wants. Reavers will be going 26 inches across the board. Hellions will be doing the stratagem we're going to get to at the bottom of the page. Um, yeah, it's really hard to restrict their movement, even with, you know, 180 boys. They'll still find somewhere to go. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right, so next up, uh, Prey on the Week. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase or fight phase with <coughs> like Kari core unit from your army sets to shoot or fight. To within that phase, each time one of this unit makes an attack, if the attack targets a unit that was below its starting strength when the unit was selected to shoot or fight, re-roll a hit roll of one. If the attack targets a unit that was below its half strength, uh, then you can re-roll the hit roll completely. So if a unit mm. is already a 1 CP for a full yeah. re-roll on a unit, it's pretty strong, right? It's following that um, Tom principle of 1 CP strats always being good utility. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I mean, if it's something that you can just like pop out like just uh, run and you've got some fucking shit to burn it's fine i think my main issue is that it's just core um i feel like there isn't very much core specifically in the cabal section actually in the witches and the um homunculus comes it's a little bit better but with the cabals specifically where you're going to see most of your shooting it's it's not really there you've got core of the archon cabalite warriors that includes trueborn and i think there's one more but i just need to double check it is there, what, is... Go on, what yeah, other cabalite units are there yeah, it's Warriors Incubi and uh, Caught the Icon for real ones, but they're not core. Incubi they aren't core. No, they're not core. I'm, I, no, I'm looking at the Overlord rule for fucking the yeah. Icon, mate. So. Are, the, uh, are the transports not core? No, definitely no. not. <laughs> Incubi are core, then. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've we've seen already a reroll wounds track, so now I've got reroll hits and reroll wounds on one unit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. nice. That's pretty good. Um, although it's re, although it's reroll wounds in combat, like so, oh my, okay. yeah. So that that I mean that's a saving grace there. Uh, Screaming jets is one CP. It's used distraction for the battle when declaring reserves and transports. You can set up the Drakari vehicle in your army in the skies instead of placing it on the <coughs> battlefield. And in the reinforcement step of the movement phase, you can set this unit up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than nine inches away from enemy models. So you can put a vehicle into deep strike basically for a cp which is mm. quite nice okay that's the same as the elder one just got a different name again Let's carry on yeah okay uh, i like that though it's good more usually uh, no. it's, it's a way of hiding things off the board if you can't necessarily hide it behind like a ruin or something i guess but i presume I that if it's a vehicle which is a transport the people inside the transport will be deep striked in for free yeah yeah correct, correct. For, for a cp for one cp is pretty good um, and then you got dead. Oh no! Wait, now there's two that I've missed. Pain siphon. Do you want to? Who wants to take this? Someone go. Uh, use the stratagem when a Drakari unit from your army that is within six inches of a friendly Kronos unit destroys an enemy unit with a melee or ranged attack. <laughs> Until the end of the battle, that Drakari unit always treats each battle round as if it is battle round five for the purposes Ooh. of power from campaign. This is very good with that big fat unit of Rex that you might want to take as Dark Techmancers. Yeah, it's maybe. <clears throat> That's basically the only time you'll use yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of conditions for not a massive reward, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'm what not, do you I'm get on the table? Go on. Plus, go plus one to hit in combat, five up. Um, invulnerable Invulnerable, yeah. advance and charge. And the fifth one is auto-pass leadership. Yeah. Isn't it? Advanced and charge is turn two anyway, though, which yeah. is when you're dropping in, so you already have that, so that's not a massive deal. I and mean, then it's just yeah. like, I don't know. Like, yeah, five is don't fail morale checks and shit. So it's just like, yeah, okay. Well, the five of Invun 
I think is nice. But it depends whether or not you're generally taking Kronos anyway, which I'm not sure yeah. you're making it in the list. So you're not paying for a Kronos for this, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, right, Eviscerating Flyby is 1 CP or 2 CP. Use this stratagem in your movement phase when you select a witch cult unit that can fly to make, it all, uh, to make a normal move or advance. After this unit has moved, set one enemy unit that this unit moved across. Roll a D6 for each model in this unit, so the, the unit that you've moved, adding one to the result if the enemy unit is in infantry. For each result of 5+, plus, that unit suffers a mortal wound. If this selected witch uh, unit contains 5 or fewer models, this stratagem costs 1, otherwise it costs 2 CP. So a flyover strat doing mortal wounds on 4-ups to infantry. It's not terrible, because you it's can select... Fucking it's fucking ridiculous. Really good. Yeah, it's really <laughs> good with fucking Hellions and Reavers, dude. The good thing Hellions. is, as well, um, it says the unit. So you can literally just clip the corner of a unit as you go over with your 10 Hellions and yeah. it counts as hitting the unit. So you don't have to like go directly over yeah, it every everybody. Yeah. I can literally just clip you on my way past and that's it. I'm going to say you channel all the Hellions <laughs> to fucking drop their shit on that one yeah. unit. It's like, oh great, yeah. It's also one of the reasons why a unit of Reavers can one-shot uh, Catan as well. Yeah, and Hell Hellions, are tw you can have 20 model, 20 Hellions. I haven't seen people taking 20, I'm going to be honest. I think 10 is more popular at the minute, but yes. 10 or 15, it's good, impossible yeah. to hide 20. Um, yeah. So they're going to get shot. Uh, 15, you can well. just about hide. What are they, 17 points? Yeah, they're 17 points, but in the context of the rest of the book, it's like <laughs> 340 points for a unit that's probably going to die in a stiff breeze if, if, if like they get a shot immediately, turn one. But it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of points. Which is why yeah. you want to like, you know, units of 10 are good for it. I think. Yeah, exactly. 100%. But it also, like, I think, uh, as Yes Meet Balls and also Logan was pointing out, it puts additional damage into a phase. And one of the things, obviously, we've seen over the past year or so is we've seen units that can only take max units per f uh, max wounds per phase. So things like Gaz, um, things like the Catan. Catan, yeah. yeah um, uh, being able to only take max wounds. So it gives you an additional phase of damage to drop one of those like big threats, which I think is quite interesting. <coughs> drop is the correct word, mate, because we're going to come to something that gets dropped and does damage in the movement phase a lot later. Oh, so yeah, I, the, reason, the reason well, why it's a really cool combo with Reavers is Reavers can do damage in four phases. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they can do this in the movement phase. Um, they can shoot. Yeah. Um, they can do damage in the charge phase with Grav Talons, and then they can also do damage in the combat phase. So they have a very good chance mm. of one-shotting a Katana. Yeah. They can literally whip a fucking phase and still kill it. <laughs> like... Potentially, it's That's good. Pretty good. Uh, Deadly Rivals is uh, a two CP strat. Use the strategy in your command phase. Or set one Reavers unit from your army and one Hellions unit from your army that are within twelve inches and invisible to each other till the end of that turn. Plus one to their movement characteristic. And each time model in this unit makes an attack with a melee weapon, you can re-roll the hit roll. So you can send out some Smash Bros uh, for a re-roll hit, which is for two CP though. I mean, it's quite nice. Like the reroll hits across those two units, they're units you're probably putting in your army anyway. Uh, but there's a lot of requirements, I think. Again, there's another way to get reroll hits and convert <laughs> to reroll wounds, chat. Yeah, of course, of course. I think I think they're two units that you probably will have in your army. Mm. Um, but and it, it's it's a good situational stratagem. They've got multiple pages of stratagems. So yeah, I mean, for the one that yeah you're, you're taking, it is too CP. Like, I feel like uh, it's a bit like the, the the strat adds one inch of movement to a unit that what moves 
ridiculously far anyway. The Hellions are already moving 14 and the Reavers are already <coughs> moving 18. Why did they even bother with that one inch? What's the point of it being in there? You're just using it to get reroll hits on two units for two CP, I think. <laughs> what I like is you'll almost ne- you might never remember the plus one inch. You're just like, right, these two within 12 inches, they see each other, reroll hits. And they're like, by the way, you're an inch faster. You're like, oh, yeah. Don't care. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, who wants to take the Swift outflanking is the next one. Who would like to go? Uh, Swift out, uh, hold on. Oh, hello. I'm on the wrong page. Uh, yeah, so Swift outflanking is one of the ones I was going to talk about a little bit earlier, and that's where you pick a transport that's within nine inches of any uh, board edge uh, at the end of the movement phase, and you just pick it up and stick it in strategic reserves. <laughs> so if you've got like a Venom with five incubi in it, and you've already hit your, your uh, outflanking uh, cap, uh, before the game, you can stick that in reserve and just come on next turn. Uh, and I'm going to combo that with the next strategy, actually, so I might as well go for that now. That's Murderous Descent. So that just means that at the end of a reinforcement step, uh, you can disembark from a transport that arrived from reserve this turn. Right. Okay. And how do you mm. feel about them combo together? It's okay, but at the end of the day, you're still making an uninsured charge. So maybe you just come on, you prep the incubi on one side ready for next turn, but it's still, you still need a lot of room out there and terrain specifically to hide them rather than just coming on and going for like a weird long shot. Or maybe you take my favourite fucking secondary and then you use that combo. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It means that you've got a threat for it for turns four and five, right? It does. That's 100% true. You uh, could use this as maybe you could combo it with the other stratagem <laughs> earlier, the one with the screaming jets. So you could put some witches in a raider, screaming jets them, so you could deep strike them for one CP, and then use that to get out for another CP and then charge. And true. then get back in again with the yeah. other one that's in the yeah. other yeah. section. It's pretty wild. Um, it's pretty wild. Coloru, uh, I'm excited about your game of Garden Hammer. Hope you enjoy it. Um, uh, pray they don't take you alive is one CP. Uh, and that is, use this strategy in the fight phase when an enemy warlord unit is destroyed by a melee attack, made by a Jukari unit from your army until the end of the battle, each time a combat attrition test is taken from enemy units to track one from the combat attrition test. Sure. Let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll hit the snooze button on that. That's actually not awful because they have a lot of ways to mess around with combat attrition tests. So yeah, adding to they, that, they it's do. also one CP. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're you're working towards it, right? That's that's not the goal. building to that, but like if you're the if you're if you're running Dark Creed, yeah, Hemonclus Coven, then it's definitely something that you will use a few games at least if you can kill someone's warlord. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. Uh, enhanced aid to sales is a CP. Use this strategy in your movement phase when a raider or ravage unit from your army is selected to advance. Do not make an advance roll. Instead, at the end of the phase, add 8 inches to the move characteristic. Oh, Ooh. so this is nice because if you're running Cabal of a Black Heart with the raiders, you can advance and charge turn one. Crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So you, uh, what Cabal of Black Heart does is it increases the detachment oh, from pain. And on turn two, you get uh, advance and charge. So if you're Cabal of the Black Heart, turn one, you'll have access to advance and charge. And when you pop this, you move full distance when you charge something, have something uh, locked down. It's pretty pretty nice. <coughs> it's very with nice, your right? shock prow. With your, with your shock prow. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, and we are back. And that should still be recorded as one VOD. So, yo. yeah. To see what we did in the break, you can listen to the podcast as well and boost our numbers artificially <laughs> no it won't be there but yeah all right uh who wants to take us through the next couple crucible of malediction and so forth after you guys i can do it 
Chris Waller malediction is uh, a strategy using the psychic phase when you select a homunculus and you roll a d6 for every enemy psychic within 12 inches on a four plus you take d3 mortal wounds you can only use it once so mm. it's a little psycho anti-psycho mortal wound bomb um i don't know how often is this going to be that well it's two cp so they they seem to think it's pretty good um how many psychers are lost? I suppose maybe it's good against uh, armies like Grey Knights and Thousand Suns and stuff like that. If you're bombing your homunculus into the middle of them and doing a, a few cheeky mortal wounds uh, in a big bubble, um, but but then you've but how often is your homunculus actually getting that far, that deep into your opponent? I don't know. Yeah, and being mobbed by multiple units at the same time. I don't really see it happening. Uh, yeah. However, we also don't know if there's going to be like a rise of like very significantly powerful psychic units in the future. Maybe we maybe will. Generally, uh, a lot of characters for a Gene Sealer Colts uh, are psychers. I know they're not very yeah. good right now. but well, maybe... It's 12-inch range as well, so it's not insignificant. It's not like he has to be sitting next to them. You know, he can still be behind multiple lines of grotesques and racks or witches that are cutting people to pieces as well and you can kind of sit there and wave and do d3 mortal wounds and a four plus it's not bad but like you said it's very situational Mm. agreed uh so then the last few do you guys want to take us through uh, the last couple hey yeah we've got hey hey have we talked about haywire grenade not yet not yet no uh using the shooting phase jukari haywire grenade unit uh you select one model that model can only make one attack it's got to target a vehicle within six. If it hits, it scores D3 mortal wounds. So just cheeky D3 mortal wounds for a CP. <coughs> yep. It's all right. Yeah, uh, then we've got Hyper Stim Backlash. Fucking uh, fantastic. So use a strategy in your command phase. Select a witch court unit with the combat drug ability. Until your next command phase, each effect of the combat drug ability on that unit is doubled. Uh, so if you've got plus one toughness, you've got plus two toughness instead, and a model with the fail bouquet relic cannot be stated for this. I, I really like this, specifically for uh, succubus with plus one attack from Adrenalite, and I like it on witches with plus one strength, because that bumps you up to strength five if you wow. if you bosh out the hypersteam backlash, because you've got plus one strength, plus two on the three, that's five. So it it's actually really, really useful, because that threshold of getting over four is, is so strong. Right, because there's so much of it that specifically stuff you're going to be charging where that actually matters. It also means you're basically never going to be wounding anything on sixes. Yeah, yeah, mm. it, re- it really like it re- really pump, pumps it up, and like yet, yeah, like you said, hitting into the meta that it's hitting into now, uh, strength the difference <laughs> between four and five is very significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, next up. Um, shot prowl. Use the special boom. You ready for when that a Drukari shot prowl unit from your army finishes a charge move? Select one enemy unit with an engagement range of that shot prowl unit. If the selected enemy unit is a vehicle unit, roll run d6 on the two plus. The unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. If that selected damage in the charge phase, I guess. If that selected enemy unit is not a vehicle unit, roll one d6 for each model in that enemy unit that is within engagement range of the shot prowl unit. For each diet result that equals or exceeds that enemy unit's toughness characteristic, it suffers one mortal wound. Wow. <laughs> Which is ironic because you're like thematically you should be charging with the the, the shot yeah. prowl. But you're going to be taking a drifting it sideways, in. exactly. Yeah. So it's like shock hull. Yeah. yeah. Don't if you're playing against Dark Eldar, don't ever leave a, like a small 
like, <laughs> rectangle shape in the middle of your unit because a raider is just going to nestle right in there as <laughs> a charge. 100%. Couldn't you also, like, sideways your raider to hit, get as many mm. models as possible? That's literally what he just said, Rob. Oh. <laughs> So that's why ah, I thought you enough. said he left a hole. I'll just that's never mind. I'm going to read the next one. No, you're not, because it's called potent metallotoxins. Now you can read the next one because I'm not letting you anywhere <laughs> near that name. I would have said that fine. Fuck you. <laughs> Use this strategy in your shooting phase or fight phase when you select a Drakari unit from your army to shoot or fight with until the end of the phase. Each time an attack is made with a poison weapon, excluding relics by that unit, the ability does not include. Uh, Wait. Exclude vehicle units. Yeah, until the end of the phase, each time an attack is made with a poison weapon, <laughs> uh, that ability does not exclude vehicle units. Oh, so you can poison vehicles. Yes! Mm. Nice! In the Cult of the Poison Tongue, that would be so cool. Three plus. That would be super cool. Yeah. I guess sure. that'd be, yeah. I guess that'd be, we're not seeing that many vehicles around, but uh, still, still all right. Yep. You can put a succubus into a plague burst caller and wound it on twos and laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. You could. Right. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to talk about the uh, the the uh, this unique second? So that's what, oh no. There's some from. Sorry. There's still some tragedies to come, isn't there? From the there's the fucking millions. You got to go different cabals. Different. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Incoming, we incoming we covered some flattering. of them. We covered some of those last week. The yeah, we, specific yeah, obsession. Yeah, we did the cabals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did so the all different the different cabals. all the obsessions have got stratagems. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've got the cult of strife ones that are in the book of rust. Yeah, yeah. we haven't read those. Do you want to read those? Read us those ones out. I can do. Yes, I have them here. There's eight of them. Uh, Art of the Kill is 2CP or 3CP. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when a Cult of Strife unit from your army is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, you can re-roll the wound roll. If that unit has 11 or more models, this stratagem costs 3CP. Otherwise, it costs 2CP. So for 2CP, you can make your witches re-roll to wound, which is very, very good. Yep, and uh, your succubuses, right? <clears throat> uh, yes. It's, cult, it's the cult of strife, not uh, which not which keyword. keyword. Yeah. Dance of death. Uh, one CP. Use the stratagem in your movement phase when a cult of strife unit in your army is selected to move, or in your charge phase when a cult of strife unit in your army is selected to charge. Until the end of the phase, each time that unit makes a normal move, advances, falls back, or makes a charge move. Until that move is finished, models in that unit can move horizontally through models and terrain features. That might see some some serious use when you have crates, won't it? It is fucking superb as a stratagem. You can just charge Hmm. straight through anything you want. Um, Mm -hmm. They're basically harlequins for one CP, so that's brilliant. That's really good, especially for an army that wants to charge and fight you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charging through models is is great as well, of course. Um, Yeah. Use the strategy. Oh, sorry. Invigorated by evisceration, one CP. Use the stratagem after an enemy unit is destroyed as a result of a melee attack by a model in a cult of strife infantry or cult of strife biker unit in your army. Uh, until the start of your next turn, models in that unit have a four plus invulnerable save. So that's for Hellions and Reavers specifically. That's where that's going to see use. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Although when you're when you're um, when your witches murder something and they're left out in the open, 
they have a four plus save uh, against shooting as well. Plus things are gonna uh, they have a six plus save against shooting, a four plus against melee. The six yeah. plus against shooting is kind of redundant because you've got a six plus anyway from power <laughs> up from pain, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, this is but that means also, this means that they would have a four plus invulnerable against anything. Yes, so. against the shooting. Yes, sorry, correct. Yeah, I I, I misinterpreted that. That's pretty intense. Had another point, but and it's only it. one CP as well. It like, is. These, it's, are all, it's really, these are all yeah. fucking money. All one of CP for a four plus, and you start with fourteen. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they do have to have killed something, but that's not oh, okay. A, not yeah, that's not going to be hard. So is it, no? You don't need to kill anything anyway. You've got a shardnet in there. Just walk up and just tag it. You'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, the blade well placed is a 2cp like stratagem this. use the stratagem in the fight phase when a cult of strife infantry unit from your army is selected to fight until the end of the phase each time a melee attack is made by a model in that unit improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one that's a pretty standard stratagem that a lot of uh, factions have access to but that stacks doesn't that stack with their, their blade damage ability yeah. Stack with all kinds of mm. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like AP minus three. Or it's Cult of Strife actually have um they they get they get a ridiculous blade. I think theirs becomes AP three. Minus three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So is that now taking it up to AP four? AP four. They're almost in unnecessary rend territory. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite tier. Like, what AP yeah. are you? Doesn't matter at this stage. <laughs> You're a, like, it's very rare. A Skitari's like, by the way, I've got a six-up random invulnerable save. If you guys are interested, <laughs> it's like actually no, it's really relevant right now. Today's your lucky day, sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, uh, and then more Logan. Uh, there are. There's another four. Wow. Uh, Deadly Exemplar is one CP. Use the stratagem when a cult strife succubus from your army destroys an enemy character or monster unit with a melee attack. Until the end of the battle, all cult of strife units from your army that are on the battlefield are considered to be within the range of that succubus's Brides of Death aura ability. Wow. Um, I think that's real ones to wound. Yes. Yeah, that's quite nice. I believe so. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's a pretty good, pretty good ability. <clears throat> Very nice. Uh, flawless approach is one CP. Use the stratagem in your charge phase when a cult of strife infantry unit from your army is selected to charge until the end of the turn. Enemy units cannot fire Overwatch at that unit. Wow. Uh, enemy yeah. units for one CP. Uh, enemy units selected as the target of that unit's charge cannot hold steady or set to defend a result of that unit's Wait, so, charge. So can, let me just like kind of like stack this in my mind a moment. I mm. can charge at a unit that can't overwatch. The mm. I can charge through other units or buildings to get at, and yep. then I can reroll to hit, and I can't reroll to wound. Or can I? Re you can reroll to, re to wound. Yeah, for well, for two CP, you can reroll to wound. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got after 40 I've, fine. TP, so fine. Yeah. Just do all after I've after I've advanced and charged. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that seems pretty strong. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's uh, and also after you've and also after you've moved across a unit and done loads of mortal wounds to it as well. Imagine how good Harlequins are gonna be. I know, this mental <laughs> <laughs> They've sold all the Harlequins. They don't need to do that. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. They're old news. Uh, pick them <laughs> apart. It's 2 CP. Use the stratagem in your movement phase. When a Cult of Strife unit from your army falls back, that unit is eligible to shoot and or charge this turn, even though it fell back. So that is the uh, repeat stratagem, mm. which means that 
basically for three CP, you can fall back and charge with two units if you want. And witches can like, uh, like Tommy mentioned a minute ago, the shard deck. You can ta- you can mm-hmm. charge in pin a unit, so yeah. you can do all sorts of shenanigans. You can you can charge in pin a unit. It can't retreat from you. But then when it comes to your turn, you can just retreat from that and charge whatever you want. So absolutely, yeah, loads of shenanigans. Uh, and the last one is Hecatrix of the Crucible. Uh, use the stratagem before the battle. One uh, Cult Strife Hecatrix model from your army can have one of the following relics, even though they are not a character. Morvane's Agonizer uh, and a bunch of other ones that you're not going to take because you're going to take Morvane's Agonizer. Um, yeah, we can only use the stratagem once. It's one CP. Morvane's Agonizer is superb and should definitely be in, in the list. Yeah. So that okay. is the uh, Cold Strike. As Cold I said, it's, it's basically a, a Space Marine supplement. Loads of free shit that's bonkers good. Yep. Literally zero downsides. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I'm right in thinking I could put that Cold Strife also still in a real Space Raiders detachment as well. I think no. This oh. is an interesting point, actually, because this book is written by Games Workshop. So, <laughs> oh, it's, there's quite a few of You're these. You're explaining it. There's quite a few of these. All right. I feel like there's, you know, there's lawyers who specialise in like bird law and things like that. You need, you need, um, you need <laughs> to be a lawyer lawyers, in Games Workshop. Evil. Yeah. Uh, at the very top of the page of stratagems, it says, if your army includes any Cult of Strife detachments, you have access to these stratagems and can spend CPs to use them. Uh, <clears throat> if we go to the Real Space Raiders entry... Um, Subsection four, paragraph one. <laughs> exactly, wherever the fuck it is. Basically, it objection. Becomes space, it becomes a real space raiders detachment. So rules as written, you can't use any of those yeah. strategies. Right. Wow. Okay. Perfect. Good. All right. Another well, reason to that... take multiple patrols until they FAQ it, like they probably will with Typhus, and just give you all of the toys all the time forever. All right. I don't think they gave Typhus enough toys, though, if, based on <laughs> that so far. Um, uh, all right. So sounds good. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the secondaries. They've got three, as always. Um, mm. They've got Take Them Alive, Beasts of, of the for the Arena. I mean, they've got four. Fear and got Terror four. and Heard the Prey. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Take Them Alive is if you select this objective, you score a victory points at the end of the battle for each of the following that applies. Score three victory this points for the character. Moron, by the Ignore that one. Don't care. <laughs> wow. It was written by a moron. There's one that you care about. <laughs> All right. Read the one out I care about, Tom. Go on. It's called Herd the Prey. It's the same as the Necron one, but it's Purge of Vermin. You get two points at the end of your turn for each table quarter that does not have any enemy units, excluding aircraft, within it. This objective cannot be scored on the first battle round. There you go. It's the same as the Necron one, except you kill more shit than the Necrons do, so it's better. Okay, fair. And you'll be too busy just ramming your (sighs) fist down their throat. I thought you were going to give a different hole than throw. Now I want to read the others to see why they're so bad. <laughs> they're not bad. It's just, it's just heard it's a free 15 points. Um, the yeah, the take them alive doesn't work because if you... Mm, where's the... Score read one the first point. If any, if any unit, excluding character monster or vehicle units, were destroyed by a melee attack made by a Drakari unit from your army during that battle round, so one victory yeah. point. So read the, read the first line again of the whole thing. If you select this objective, you score victory points at the end of the battle for each of the following that apply. Score three victory points for each... Oh, wait. The battle for each of the following that apply. So for each <laughs> one. So score three victory points if any character or monster unit. So I can only score three. 
I yes. get it. Okay. You can get you four. Can only score in the last battle round. You can yeah, only score no, it's just, it's just what you they can, meant oh, was a, yeah. you can score four points per turn, but what it means is you can score four points per game. So well done. <laughs> so that could become good if it gets FAQ. Still better than Scramblers. <clears throat> it's not better than Assassinate, really, because you're going to basically hate fuck everybody in turn two and three <laughs> and there'll be nothing left and you won't be able to score any points because it caps uh, for a turn oh, whereas perfect. assassinate is ever is is counted up at the end so i'm 100 percent collecting this army and that is yeah. how i'm describing all of my tactics from that point on uh <laughs> all right so keeping an eye on the time uh let's let's smash out the data sheet shall we oh my um, word okay <laughs> oh we're not done data sheets good grief no, what do you, well, I don't know. Like, do you guys want to leave them and like bang? Do you want to bang through all the data sheets together? Because there aren't loads of data sheets. Yeah, it doesn't have them. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, have let's loads. just focus on the the rule that they provide rather than like the stat line and weapons. It's just like you know, you yeah. taking an archon for warlord uh, traits and stuff like that. <laughs> well, so your archon, uh, your archon um, is toughness three, uh, strength three, obviously, uh, but he's obviously got that two up invulnerable save. Um, on his shadow field, but it's not like you can still take a relic on top of it, right? So you can still give him a four up or five up. In so the archon is sixty five points base, and you can pay fifteen points for a master archon, uh, which makes it uh, able to fight again at the end of a fight phase if it's within engagement range. Mm-hmm. You can spend five points for a husk blade, which a lot of people are doing, and then they're replacing that with a gin blade. So the husk blade base is strength user AP minus two damage two. The gin blade is plus one to all these stats there, so it's plus one strength, plus one uh, additional point of AP. P safety minus three and damage free. Uh, it also gives you plus two attacks, and uh, if you roll, you roll <laughs> in a phase, and if you roll a one, you take a mortal wound. Um, he's got blade artisans, which is an extra point a point of AP again if you roll a six to wound, and he has five attack space. So that means you'd be doing seven attacks standard. Um, there's a couple of warlord options I've seen people take w- with him. First one is um, uh, ancient evil, so you pick an enemy unit within engagement range at the start of the fight phase. And that unit cannot fight until all eligible units from your army have done so. So it's just another fight less. And then you've got a second Warlord option, which is if you want to really turn him into a bit of a blender, which is Hatred Eternal. So then he rerolls to hit and to wound. Uh, the other options that you can take on him, if you want to make like, like a cheapest chips archon, are Power Sword, Agonizer, Venom Blade, without spending a Relic and Warlord trait options. Um, <coughs> you probably go for the Venom Blade out of those, I think. Uh, you can also take the Helm of the Spite Relic, which I saw Nick was taking, um, and that is you are able to deny psychic power with uh, with your Archon once per game, and if you successfully deny it, then the person that is, has failed with psychic power because you denied it takes uh, a Perils of a Warp, which is actually kind of really, really useful. Um, you can take a Blast Pistol for five points as well, but I don't think you really do that. You can do if you've got five points spare. I also like the Hatred of the Eternal because it's not just an in-melee Warlord trait, it's flat to hit into wound rerolls. Uh, all the time. Shadowfield is back as it used to be, so that's a two plus an honorable save that you lose as soon as you fail it, and you can never reroll. And you can reroll ones to hit for Cabal Core so that and uh, Incubi, so that's the Warriors, the Trueborn, the Court of the Archon, and the Incubi themselves. Uh, you can also take Writ of the Living Muse if you want to as well to double up on that, but I probably don't think that you do. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow, wow. Just Writ, Writ of the Living Muse, is that? Uh, that's reroll ones to wound Yes, Order? correct. For for um, yes, the real space four again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Logan was about to compliment you, Tom, and excellent, exactly what it's I wanted. A, uh, yeah, do that next time. Yeah, no, it's it fine. Was, I've been... It was really good. I was yeah. very impressed. 
Yeah, loved it. I, I, one I, question I though from the stuff on what other people are saying rather than just read it myself. All right, perfect. I, I do have one thing though. Um, uh, so with with its ability to fight twice, right, uh, the archon when you upgrade him, but you said yeah. that I can make the opponent strike last. Is it? Is it? Is it? I activate, they strike last. I activate again. So, or I... Yeah, it's at the end of the fight phase. You get to fight again. So yes, it's right. like a normal. It's a normal fight twice yeah. ability. So basically. someone fighting last would fight before you because the specific wording on that is you cannot fight until every eligible unit has done so. Now, if you get the archon to fight again, it's already fought. So every it's eligible unit has fought. So you can yeah. swing first. Yeah. Uh, I really like him with. Um, Ancient Evil, because having if, if you're going for a combat orientated Drakari build, having a very like having an automatic guaranteed fight last is important because if the wall if the wheels fall off on tormentor rolls, um yeah, by uh, or there's a load of ways that people can kind of ignore leadership modifiers or that kind of stuff as well. Um you want a model in your army, either him or perhaps the uh, Prophets of the Flesh. Uh, homunculus with uh, vexator mask but having access to an a guaranteed fight last i think is very very important uh, yep. for combat orientated drakari uh, absolutely yeah and he just he again he fucks with the gym blade as well so yeah it's good the gym blade is really a relic and you want hatred hatred eternal and drazar anyway because yeah, yeah. He's, he's beefy Carry on. he's beef but if you haven't got drazar because i've seen a couple of i've actually seen a couple of people not running drazar it's it's a weird one right because it's like, how do you like? Who do you make your warlord? Is mm, uh, is a specific yeah. question because again of how things are worded. There's a lot of debate yeah. about whether you can get access to certain things as we go through and we look at the succubus, for example, and builds of succubus. Yeah. There's a succubus build that everyone wants to run. There's debate as to whether you can run that if she's not the warlord. Um, but if, if if you can do it without her being the warlord, I think you probably want Trezor. I mean, I've seen two variants where, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about about the real space raid thing, where I've seen people take Cabal of the Black Heart and then two um, witch cults or even um, a patrol with two succubus in it. Yeah. Because then you run both. I mean, it's like, well, now I've got to cut points <laughs> elsewhere and therefore I can't really justify taking a useful homunculus attachment. Yeah. But uh, do you want to go through the succubus next then, Rob? Is that okay? Yeah, 100%. Because uh, I, as I understand it, uh, she fucks real hard. She does. She does indeed fuck very hard. So big she's dick six, energy. She, she's she's got two big dick energy builds over here. Okay, okay. so she's sixty points base. I mean, you spec can spend fifteen points for a master succubus. Now that means that you probably want to take two detachments of, of, of cult because one needs to be cult of strife, one can be some other cult, and that way you can get two master succubuses if you need. And that also completely invalidates the point of ever having a real space raid because you're not going to get molecular stuff in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got access to the combat drugs. This is where they first make for appearance. Uh, I like Adrenalite, which is plus one attack on charge and heroic intervention. So you've got power standard. from pain. Yep, pretty standard. You've got power from pain, and you've got Blade Artist, which is, again, plus one AP on six to wood. Uh, there are a couple of ways to kit them out. So there's two Wall of Traits people like, and there's two Relics that people like. Uh, and there's one Wall of Trait that's Cult of Strife, and one Relic that's Cult of Strife. So effectively, you end up with one, which has one Wall of Trait <laughs> and the other Relic, and then one that's the Cult of Strife stuff. So the first example is the non-Cult of Strife one, which has Precision Blows, which is... Unmodified sixes to hit cause mortal wounds equal to the uh, to the weapon that caused its damage, and then you take the weapon, the triptych whip, which replaces an agonizer and is a poison two plus weapon with AP minus three, damage two, and plus three attacks. So when you add in the uh, the plus one attack uh, on the, on the charge, 
and then you've got base six attacks anyway, and then you've got plus three more attacks, so a triptych whip, whip, you've got ten attacks. And if you're rolling any sixes, that's doing two mortal wounds a pop every time you do so, which <coughs> is very, very space. Sixes to hit, yes. Oh, or sixes to wound. It might be sixes to wound. But six to I've read sixes to hit, but I could be wrong about one, so I might want to double-check for me. Uh, the other build that you take is... Because sixes to hit. Sixes to hit, there it is. I didn't for write precision it blows, yeah. Nice. Uh, the, Which you can fish for, by the way, because you can give yes. a full reroll to hit. So. Yes, you, yes, you, yes, you can. Um, the second one is the Cult of Strife build, which is where you take Competitive Edge, which is another Warlord trait. And then that basically means that for every attack that doesn't reach the inflict damage step of the fight phase, you get to have another go, uh, which is very, very nice. And then you take the Dark Lotus Toxin, which is another Cult of Strife uh, Relic, which is plus one strength and damage on your melee weapons. Now, of course, you don't have a Relic weapon, so instead you take Razor Flails, which is what a lot of people are doing. And they are normally Strength Fuser, AP minus one, one damage, but they double your number of attacks. So that means you're getting 14 attacks uh, on the charge because you've got plus one from your um, <coughs> combat drugs. Although you can get 16 attacks if you want to by popping the stratagem that allows to double up on your combat drugs. And then every time you fail to uh, to do damage with your now strength two AP minus one damage to Razor Flail, you get to have another go. Which is hilarious because mm. you end up with the world's worst succubus yes. who misses all of her attacks yes. the first time around, <laughs> comes back and gets to roll 32 hit rolls uh, Correct. on yep. the second go. It Insane. will get FAQ'd because it is absolutely <laughs> fucking nonsense for 65 points. Yep, uh, um, 75 points, Logan. She doesn't have to be Master Succubus. Oh, she doesn't. That's, that's 60 no. points. Oh, no, you Sorry, can play the player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, it is ridiculous. It's going to get FAQ'd, but if now, you it, we've just it. talked a little bit about the succubuses, okay? They're also results <laughs> one to win for which cut within core. No one cares. Six inches, no one cares. And four plus invulnerable saves. Now let's compare them to the big bad succubus, okay? The OG, yeah. the best succubus, <laughs> Lelith Esperax. <laughs> it was 90 points, so more expensive immediately. Yeah, very expensive. Well, seven attack space, strength four, AP minus three, damage one, an unmodified six to hit explode. So another hit. I know, oh, damage one. Beautiful. And strength four. Yes. <laughs> she re-rolls to hit into wound against characters only. And she does the whole consolidating thing where the master succubuses do, where you consolidate an extra three inches in any direction you want. So she doesn't have as good as good uh, weapons as the master succubuses. She doesn't have as many attacks. She does have uh, a minus one to hit in melee. So she's tankier. And you can pick out a buff for her each uh, each command phase. So each one of your command phases. The first one is fall out and charge, assuming you're still in combat because you die like a fucking airfield glove. You can fight again at the end of the phase in which you killed any models and you've got a shittier version of the shard net. So she's more expensive and does everything that a witch unit or a succubus unit can do only worse. Mm. Oh, okay. So she's not good. That's okay because I don't like models. And you have, to, you have to pick the fight again um, rule in the command phase before you know whether you've killed anything. Yes, yes so you do. She can't just, oh, I've killed something, I'm going to fight again. You have to, yeah. you have to predict you're going to, which, to be fair, there are a lot of times, you know, if she goes into a normal infantry unit, she's definitely mm. going to kill something. But yeah. um, there are a lot of times in which she might whiff and yeah. Is the, do you think it, I feel like it's I feel like all of the rules are good it's just the fact the weapon is damage one if it was damage yeah. two all of the rules are good four. but four as well. the base succubus is fucking insane 
Yeah. So if the base succubus didn't exist, she might she might get played. She might get played. But yeah. right now, no one is rushing to eBay to buy Piety and Pain, Lilith Hesperax. She's sitting on the shelves gathering dust. She is certainly not Ragnar Blackmane, Touch of the Wild, last edition. So yeah. oh, I've made a huge stonks mistake. <laughs> <laughs> There with 13 Lilith Esprex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy who spent his life savings on fidget spinners. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. just like, I'm in the money here. This is the future. Uh, <laughs> okay, what if you guys right. want to do homunculuses? Because my notes didn't get that far. <laughs> uh, yeah, stay with me. Um, right, so the homunculus is. Uh, so homunculus, I'll, I'll just put some stuff in. Yeah, While blade artists. Oh god, sorry. I was just going to throw throw through some of it. Blade artists insensible to pain, power from pain, and then master pain is aura. When friendly homunculus come in units within six years of the model's ability, add one to the toughness characteristics uh, of models in that unit uh, as it was before. Um, Fleshcraft, at the end of your movement phase, let one homunculus cover monster or coven grotesque model from your arm within three inches model. You can uh, regain D three lost wounds, which is really good as well. Um, uh, having a homunculus allows you to upgrade to I don't know what the name of it is Hemoxites Hemoxites, yes, which is quite a good upgrade I think um, Upgrading. oh no, was it? No, yeah, anyway um, is what you're able to do, and Logan over to you where are you going next? Uh, I think very much the usefulness of the homunculus de- is determined by which coven you want to use um, the Prophets of the Flesh homunculus is pretty decent he's got access to the Vexator mask um, he's able to um, significantly buff uh, the coven units around him as well. The Dark Creed one has an incredible warlord trait, uh, Fear Incarnate, which we went through last time around, but it basically turns off OPSEC and stops people performing actions and cannot start them. Uh, and the Coven of the Twelve one, I've not really paid any attention to. Um, other than that, I'm not really super on... Homunculuses. I, I see yeah. people kind of skipping past them. They're, they're definitely taking coven, but the homunculus doesn't really push them over the top or do they're, anything. They're attacks. Really? They're there to get your liquefier gun racks and just fucking fly those around with dark technomancy. Yeah. So then, uh, so next up, uh, so we, we've already talked about Lilith, then there's Drazar. Yeah. Um, All right. A lot of people, big fans <sighs> of my man Drazar. Is that correct? Mm. Yeah, so he's 135 points, got 7-inch move, powerful plane, blade artist, all that jazz. Toughness 4, 6 wounds, 2 up save, 4 plus honorable save, and minus 1 damage. Uh, he doesn't benefit from cabals, though. Uh, at the start of the fight phase, you can select an enemy unit within engagement range and roll 2d6, and if you beat its leadership, it can't fight until all other eligible units from your army have done so. Uh, so he's got 5 attacks, hitting on 2s. Uh, you get plus 1 to wound for all incubi within oh, 6 inches, so and that does include himself as well. So when we're reading these profiles in, in a second, we need to bear that in mind. So yeah, there's so two options. For some reason, he does have the Incubi keyword, mm-hmm. but the Succubus and Lilith Hesperax <laughs> don't have the Witch keyword. So I think it's a Phoenix Lord thing, I guess. You know, I guess so. He's kind of Craft World Elder, so we need to make him you know, reasonable. So oh, cool. two profiles, he's strength 6, 8 minus 3, damage 3, or he's strength 5, 8 minus 3, damage 2, and has double the attacks. Now, most of the times, you're going to be winning on 2s anyway, 
or, or freeze anyway. It's not going to make a massive difference at plus one uh, strength. The only time that you're probably going to be seeing the strength six version is on when you desperately need the damage free. Although that said, if you're getting double the number of attacks, I don't think you ever really desperately need the damage free because let's say I need two attacks with the damage two to kill a model that has three wounds. Well, luckily for me, I've got two attacks for every one the other one has. So it's... It, it's what if you're fighting something which is irrelevant. minus one damage? In that case, you go damage free. That's a one. So it's, it's in most cases it's a damage two thing, but sometimes it's a damage three. Um, although that is still debatable because it's one damage versus two damage, and then the one damage has double the number of attacks. So you probably, yeah, okay, you go with two damage. Okay, that's fine. Um, you can also uh, be selected to fight one additional time in each fight phase. Now, wow. uh, it must be eligible to fight each time it's selected to do so. Now, this is different to the Archon one. It yep. doesn't say at the end of the fight phase. It just means you can pick him twice. So if he's charging, it's like you pick two charging units. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he's got 10 attacks when he attacks twice. So that's 20 mm. attacks. And the reason why you probably want to slap Hatred Eternal on him, which is his base yeah. warlord trait, because 20 attacks <laughs> with reroll hits and wounds. On twos most of the time. Oh like, that's 20 wounds, brother. That's like 19 he, if you're unlucky. He fucks. Yeah, he but he's, fuck. he's also damaged too. Fucks. Yeah, he fucks really hard. He's like 10 intercessors, 10 intercessors. And then he's like stood there with his like, he's like, your turn. He's wiping <laughs> his dick on your curtain. <laughs> what <the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> wow how many points is he 135 points 170 oh, yeah. isn't he 135. Jesus Shut Christ up. he's only he's just in his pants this is his data sheet doing all the work you don't even have to yeah. get him anywhere he's right. just there doing the job we keep saying this, but I still think the most broken thing in the book is something that people have said OI is overrated and you'll never take it who Drazar no I'll come to it's like the last data sheet Okay, well, and he's got two up. He's got two up, four up as well. He right? does, and, and he's toughness. And he's toughness four. He's not like a little sissy yeah, boy. He's got, he's six, got six, six wounds, wounds as well. He's fuck. <laughs> wow. Hey, Nikos, you know you got that character model from uh, from Piety and Pain, did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, someone someone said. Uh, he was going to be shit, so I sold all those to him. Oh my god! It's, it's, it's not got the archon cut off here, Bala, but uh, I will come to that because I've actually done a lot on, on the cut of the archon. Okay. I played against that a lot in fifth. Oh my god! Uh, right, so uh, he's good. Wow! Mm. Wow! Hey, so Dark Elf does seem to have a lot of rules. I mean, he's obviously amazing, but they have a lot of rules <laughs> with fight last ones compared to the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Marines, yeah. they have what the Justicar, whatever his name is. They've got the it's whirlwind. Space Force. You can take Murderous Hurricane and you can take... Um, Armor of Rust. Armor of Rust, there it is, yeah. Uh, Dark Angels have a psychic power that makes you fight last as well. Um, yeah. And Death they've Guard. got a relic, I think, that makes you fight last also. Mm. Mm. So, so this Dark book is like at least four. And also, even if you do fight first, you don't kill anything because it's Dark Angels. So that's yeah. kind of... <laughs> so... Don't think, you know. Basically, they salt bade rules into this it's got fucking everything yeah. apart from apart from granting obsec it's got everything mm. you could ever mm -hmm. want in here. Mm. it's crazy wow. they just they just went to town on mechanics they slapped them all in here so this is and really half of them were on 
Because there's a nice like parallel between what's happening in Age of Sigma with the Lumos <coughs> book as well. Like I just feel like elves to them do everything. They're these Phil, magical Phil beings. Phil Kelly's still that, there, right? That, uh? Phil Kelly's still there, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I know we talked about Matt Ward at the top of the show, but like, I just more mean like, like I think when they try and like create the narrative aspect of rules, they're just like elves, more abilities, more agile, <laughs> but also somehow strong because of magic, but also somehow fast because of reflexes. Like they've just like, got all the the narrative. Why the, why the fuck does he have subtract one damage? Like, <laughs> what, why? Banner. He's an elf. That doesn't make like hey, I just hey. get. Like you can't hit them. They're fucking. They've been training for seven thousand years. They're the greatest warriors. Logan, we've had minus one damage for fucking years. We've had a wave serpent. Minus one, minus one to hit is fine because you're hard to hit. But minus one damage, if you get hit, you should be. You hit me, you kill me. Yeah, that's workshop, mate. Because no one's gonna get to fucking hit him. He's doing twenty attacks before you swing. Really Can't dark. even interrupt because he's got a tormentors. He'll advance a charge on turn two as well after an eight-inch move. <laughs> like he's getting there, mate. It's fu- the- I'm terrified of this fucking faction because you can't stop them getting to you. When they get to you, you can't stop them fighting first as well. The only thing in the game that can stop them fighting first is the foul blightspawn with the rotten stench bats together, because it removes them charging. And yeah. you put fight last on them. That's the only way. And even then, they'll still get to fight. Yeah. You just get to pick one unit first. Other than that, there's no way to stop them fighting first. It's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Shoot them. Like, hey, yeah. this you is can't what we shoot. do. They're, in ra- they're going to be in the Raiders. They're going to be in the Raiders. The we'll Raiders be fine. Will be we'll play the LGT. <laughs> they'll, we'll just be able to shoot them off the board turn one. We'll just see them anywhere. LGT saw the future. No obscuring. All your raiders are getting f- absolutely blown up turn one. Thank you very much, Zach. You're a genius. Thank you. Appreciate you so Brought much. balance to the yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, Urian Rakarth. Uh, Tom? Fuck, you, you, he doesn't No, I have the notes of this guy either. It's a homunculus coming okay, in. We're just going to skip him, apparently, in a review. We're just going to flat skip this guy. It's very uh, weird. He genuinely doesn't exist. Fuck him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, so enough. the Kabbalite Warriors. Um, oh, boy. Tax. Oh, I mean, tax. yeah, but they can also go a bit faster than that, like we alluded to earlier. I guess they've got a four plus armor save now. Trueborn are not shit because they always hit on twos. Yeah, I'm not sure how. I, I'm not right. sure how I felt felt <laughs> about that when I read that. So if you upgrade a unit of Cavalite Warriors to Trueborn, then they just a hit on twos. They ignore all minuses, so they're just always hitting on twos. Right. They I don't... hit. They hit Kalexus assassins on twos. Yeah, just. Uh, do you remember when we did the Necron book? Yeah. And I had a thing about taking 20 Necron warriors and surrounding fucking Oberon with them and yeah. just walking around. Well, I'm going to fucking do it again, okay? So if I'm taking Trueborn, <laughs> you could either take him in one or two ways. One, you take five of a blaster and a dark clan so you float them around in a venom. Two, you take literal 20 and you walk them around with the Archon with all the fucking buffs that we talked about earlier with everyone wants to hit into wound. I mean, you just near at people. Just jump out and go, as something jumps in the center. It's fucking awful, but I love it. And I'm going to steal it and do it. Okay. All right. So we're, we're rating the Cabalite Warriors generally, right? Yeah. They're the fine. The Cabalite Warriors. Whatever. The Cabalite Warriors are fine. The true can have five if you are taking a Cabal Patrol. Yeah. 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 You need to take something because you've got to take, <laughs> you've got to take Blackheart Raiders. So you need... Yeah. Like five infantry units in the in the patrol somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, 
make one of my 20 man units run around it'll be fine so then witches witches talk to me about witches stonks oh big stonks are good stonks so, they are powerful pain, blade artists, combat drugs. Now, I've seen two ways of running the combat drugs on these guys. So, the way combat drugs work, you can either pick one or you can roll two. Mm-hmm. I've seen certain people pick one and they picked plus one strength. I've seen certain people roll two instead because there's a lot of good things on this, uh, Loads of good on this combat drugs table. So, there's a plus two inches to your movement. There's plus one strength. There's plus one toughness for some reason. There's plus one attack. There's plus one weapon skill. And then there's a ship one, which is plus one ballistic skill and uh, leadership. And leadership. So, yeah, fantastic. Woo. So <laughs> there are like five good ones on there. So if you're rolling two, like worst that can happen is you get one good one. It may not be the good one, but it's ideal. Um, and you get one shit one. Uh, but you're probably just going to get two good ones. So That's I think randomizing is fine. Yeah, it's not too bad at all. Uh, they've got an eight-inch move. Uh, they've got a six-plus invulnerable save from shooting. They already have one of those because of the, the uh, power from pain. And they got a four plus against melee, three attacks each form the Hecatrix. Um, again, you can stick an assault weapon on these guys in terms of the Phantasm grenade launcher just to prop that never stationary to move again. Um, and as they move eight inches, that's, that's not too bad. So that's like 15 plus D6. So they are quite quick. We've got a lot of good strategies for them. We've already been through. Uh, it's about it, really. Not too much else. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, we talked about the strategy. Late rides, hit on twos. Yeah, the, mate. Blood, they're already like witches are already the most expensive troops choice for ten points on one leech. I don't really want to spend points on making them more killy when making them killy was never what you wanted to do. You I've wanted been to take ten people, for and I've definitely been seeing people like upgrade a unit. Yeah, like, I, I've seen one. Once. Yeah. But my my player did it and then thought it was one point a model each to try and upgrade them, and I had to point out that it was two, and it fucked his list. Yeah, he just didn't. Yeah. He didn't think it. <coughs> They're very good. good. They're very scary. They can fight yeah. twice with a stratagem. They can get you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a massive fan. They're okay. Of riches. They're all right. Hey, like, brilliant. Yeah, but what do you take them over? Like when you want to do what? They, when you want to take a unit to do what you're going to do with witches, you take Hellions Reavers. Well, let's 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 move on to let's let's move through these quickly then, and we'll we'll look at them. So racks, I like racks. I think racks are really good, especially because of course racks are going to be taking those liquefy guns, uh, and they're going to be causing some true mischief. Um, yeah, I think so. Twelve inch range assault D six, uh, but obviously that doubles up super well with the uh, it the its own coven, um, uh, the dark technomancers. So they're going to be doing a ton of damage from those. Which I think is going to be the major issue because it goes up to damage two, doesn't it? Yeah. The liquefier gun. Yeah, so you take the liquefiers, you do dark technomancy because you don't roll to hit. So dark technomancy allows you to do plus one, uh, plus one damage, uh, but also uh, and, and plus one wound, I believe as well. But if you roll a one to hit, then you take a mortal wound. You don't roll to hit with a liquefier gun; it's a flamer. So yeah. basically, you get all the upside with none of the downside. Yeah, yeah. I think and the the, um, the paid for upgrade for racks. The homoxytines or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, they're a they're a fairly decent home objective holding unit because I think you oh, get up to a four plus invun and a five plus DPR sitting at the back. Um, if you stick the homunculus with them, they'd be toughness five. Uh, so that's that's quite good for holding a home objective, I think. Yeah, mm. I mean yeah. the the output. So on a unit of twenty racks, I can take four liquefy guns. Is that right? And the sergeant can take one as well. So yeah, that's five. So that's five. I mean, you can deep strike them with your webway portal and just go to town, <laughs> or you can just do lots of squads of fives with two liquefy guns and then just fly around in your venoms. Just yeah. <laughs> so five d. So either one big brick of five d six or just two d six auto hit uh, strength four. Uh, They're great two, two if damage. you put two units of five in a raider and just do flybys with four yep. of them. 
It's like the old burner wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is pretty. That is pretty punchy. That is really good. And they're troops as well, right? So they're obsec. They yes. are obsec they're as well. They're also a pain in the ass to remove when we get them out of the venom as well. <laughs> like, yeah. let's not pretend otherwise. They're decent. Yeah, when they get up to a five up, five up, they are a pain in the ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that'll be turn four, five, turn four, turn four with a five up, five up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what's Thomas. the Thomas? All right, here Archon? we go. Right. So Court of the Archon is an elite choice, but you and you can only have one of these per detachment per Archon. Um, and it doesn't take up slots. So it's an elite choice, but it doesn't take up an elite slot. The unit has to contain between 4 and 16 models, and you have four different models that you can put in the Court of the Archon, okay? So those are the Lemayan, the Medusa, the Slith, and the Urgul, okay? And you can have up to four of each of those in a unit. So if you wanted to, you could have just a unit of four Slith, or a unit of four Medusa, or what have you. Uh, all of them share some similarities. So they're all movement eight, they all hit on freeze, apart from the uh, ghouls shooting, because they physically can't shoot, they don't have a ballistic skill stat. But all toughness free, and they all have free wounds. So starting off, you have the Lemayan. The Lemayan is 16 points uh, per model. Uh, they all get power from pain. These are blade artists, so they get plus one AP on six to wound. Uh, six to wound with poison weapons uh, uh, from Cabalite, Trueborn, or Archons within three inches uh, of this unit. Also auto wound... Uh, uh, hold up. I don't know what I've put there, but six is to hit with uh, Kevlar Trubon or Archons within three inches of this unit, so a unit containing a Lemayan, uh, auto wound my targets on sixes. They also have two attacks, strength three, AP dash, damage one, poison two plus, and then sixes to wound, also inflict an additional mortal wound as well as being a point additional AP. Mm-hmm. So these are the cheapest ones. They're not very good at actually doing anything themselves, but they're a little bit of a buff piece to your Cabalite Trubon or, or Archon. So if you've got that big brick of 20 with the Archon and you've got a quarter of the Archon behind it, maybe lob one Lemayan in there and you'll be fine. The amusing thing about that rule is mm. it doesn't exclude shooting at vehicles. Yes, correct. So, yeah. Yeah, it just makes you better at shooting vehicles with your shitty poisoned weapons. So Which you, know. you would never bother using, but now no. you've, got a, block of, you've yeah. got a block of 20 with splinter rifles um, shooting yeah. at something. Just yeah plink off some mortars as well so the second option is the uh, ghoul that is also 16 points a model it's got a five plus dpr plus two attacks on the charge and four base so it's got six attacks on the charge strength four ap minus one damage one and that's what no ghoul is basically uh and slip is kind of similar it's got a five plus dpr uh you can never target an archon with ranged weapons if there is a slip a unit with a slip in it within three inches so it's one of those where you can stick your Archon out on the objective and just have like a court of the Archon with a slip in it behind a wall or something, and you'll be fine. Expensive, but it's something you can do. Uh, it's got three attacks. It's strength four, AP minus two, damage one, and also has a shard carbine, which is the same weapon you see on Scourges. It's assault three, 18 inch range, and poison four plus. And then it has a splinter rifle as well, which is pretty boring. <laughs> and then finally, you've got the Medusa, which is literally just a flamer bot. It's got an eye burst, which is a 12-inch range, pistol D6, strength 4, AP minus 2, damage 1, auto Don't hitting. Take those. You can't yeah. ever take those. The only thing that I could see people doing is taking four, putting them in a webway portal, and dropping them down because they're 88 points. But into the bin. Into the bin. But they have got they have got lots of AP minus two flamers. Yeah. But if you're gonna do that, you just take mandrakes instead, they do the whole thing better. So it, it's not worth it. Uh, I, have, I have seen a lot of people start using Court of the Archon for While mm. We Stand, We Fight, which yeah, is yeah. an interesting choice because you don't really think of While We Stand, We Fight as a viable 
um, secondary for Drakari. Yeah. It kind of goes. You just need to get over the threshold of the amount of points you need for it, right? Like, if your most expensive unit is maybe a Drowsha 135, you get 136 in there. It's like, pfft, it's not a problem because yeah, you, you just take the 12 TV, man, yeah, 12 man, and and that and that puts you over. So. I have also seen a couple of people take uh, four Sliff and four Ghouls and then just run them at people because it's 18 wounds with a five plus DPR in literally every single model. And remember, wow. not too bad in combat either, because that means you've got 18 attacks mm. out of the air ghouls at AP minus one. I mean, you've got another bunch of attacks coming out of the slit. <laughs> Specifically, you've got another another 12. Um, at strength four, AP minus two damage one as well. So they're not the worst unit in the world. So you can take those while we stand, we fight, just run across the board if you need to and just hit something. Like they're not a back out of charge at all. And they can do actions as well. And they can do actions. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's actually interesting. Urgul and Slith. Very interesting. The yeah. only thing holding this unit back is the fact that they're fine cast. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Ah, but you can... I'm sure there's plenty of conversion opportunities for these. Or everyone <laughs> in the chat who's got the emote, 3D printers go burr. Um, mm. mm-hmm. uh, that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that works. All right, sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, it'd be interesting to see them uh, get some play on the board, I think. It's a bit mm. of a shame that, like, they can't protect... Uh, that they can protect Archons, but really... Are you even yeah. taking them, I guess? Potentially. Um, show me on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Nikos, do you want to do this one, mate? Incubi. Uh, um, basically, Drazar's buddies. Mm-hmm. Mini Drazar's. They also have the Tementors rule, so another unit that can make something fight last. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get Blade Artist, Power from Pain, Lethal Precision, which is the sixes to wound plus one damage. And they've got similar kind of, well, not of, not as crazy as Jazar's uh, attack profile, but you can do a single yeah. or dual blade. So you can have uh, per model three strength five or three, sorry, six strength four. So that's an upgrade for the sergeant only, uh, but it's also ah, free. So it might as well do it, yeah. Oh, everyone else just has a, cla- a, yes, a, a clave, not a glaive, a clave. Mm-hmm. So there'll be three strength five, AP three damage two. But it's got <laughs> a great profile, right? Like... Yeah, uh, three three attacks each, strength five, minus three. They're perfect marine killers, hitting on twos, and they've got a three up armor save. They're yeah. they're baller. They're really cool. Yeah, they're good. They're good. How many points are they a model? Do you know? Yeah, they're sixteen points a model. Ooh, okay. Not yeah. super expensive, but like nice. And are they on thirty-two mil yeah. base? Fairly good. I, I I must admit I haven't got any of the new ones. I have some old metal ones down there, so they're on twenty-eight. So I don't know what the new size is. But either way, it's eighty points for a unit of five, man. Fairly a unit. All right. Yeah, they'll eat a unit up really well. Like, yeah, really nice. And it's such a small footprint, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. It's like I, uh, the minus three damage too just makes me so attracted to murdering marines, and it's always going to be yeah. something that's in there. Yeah. Um, 100%. Next up, we've got the mandrakes. They have max uh, squad size five to ten. They're fifteen points a model. They're elites. They don't benefit from cabals, and they have a free deep strike in the form of uh, from out of the shadow special rule. Uh, but you have to deep strike outside of nine inches of enemy models and the enemy deployment zones. Scramblers, nerds, get fucking trolled. Um, can also <laughs> be picked up and put into reinforcements at the start of your movement phase as well. So again, wow. it's a way of getting around that a limited number of things in reserve. So you can start them on the board, lift them up, <coughs> just go for it. They've got uh, Power from Pain Blade Artist. That's pretty standard. <coughs> they also are equipped with something called a, bl- a Bale Blast, which is a 18-inch range Assault 2, Strength 4, AP-1, Damage 1 weapon. 
that is hitting on freeze and sixes to wound inflict extra mortal wounds, which was always the case with uh, Mandrakes. I've seen um, Gaz Loki Jones been using 30 since the start of 8th edition. He loves those things. Uh, so you drop those down, you spaff out 20 shots each, and then sixes to wound will deal mortal wounds as well, which is which is nice. They're also not too bad in close combat. They're strength 4, 8, minus 1. They've got a lot of attacks. Yeah, yeah, man, they do. We've got three attacks each and mm. four attacks on the, on the Night Fiend. And then they're minus one to hit stock as well with a five plus model yeah. saving an eight inch move. So they are a pain in the ass. And that's any attack, that's shooting and mm. melee as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Strength four as the well. Only, like, I tell you what, like... issues, they're kind of expensive though. Yes, they are. They are. Because they have got a million model. special rules. But yeah. They're a one rune model that's toughness three with, a, with no save almost. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got a flat five up, haven't they? I guess. Five um, up in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, jealous of that AP1. Orc boys, three attacks each, but like that AP1 is so clutch. Really yeah. important. Like, you can feel that. That's cool. And also, like, they've got some nice maneuverability around, right? Um, okay. Yeah. Very interesting take. Uh oh. The fine cast threat from 8th edition. Grotesques. You can take them in squads of three to six. Toughness, strength five. They've got the liquefy gun, flesh gauntlet, monstrous cleaver. Uh, any number of models can have a monstrous cleaver replaced with a liquefier gun. Uh, so you can have the, I think you can have the fresh gun and the liquefier gun at the same time. Yeah. Um, uh, and they've obviously got blade artists, insensible to pain and power from pain all at the same time. Movement seven. Uh, hit and three is grotesque. Super good. Uh, not as good now because they obviously uh, are only going to have, a, they've gone from having a four up invulnerable save last edition to having a six up now. Six up, which goes to a five up later, but they've got a five up DPR now. Mm -hmm. I don't think they had before. I think they had that before. I think they had a four up five up before. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they had previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were so good. They were so mm -hmm. tanky. Four wounds apiece at toughness five. Um, like, that's why they were there. It was the infantry just... keyword as well, right? And they were so cheap for, like, how many wounds you would get on a four up invulnerable save that would just, like, you know, genuinely, like, smash face. Like, having a liquefier gun. Um, and the flesh gauntlets meant you had like a, a bunch of flamers, and then you also had because they're strength six, um, hitting on threes with four attacks apiece. Um, and any time you target uh, that's not a vehicle, an unmodified wound roll of a six inflicts a mortal wound on the target in addition. So they just like smash their infantry. They're really good, but nowhere near what they were, right? Because what's happened with co um, covens has reduced their effectiveness massively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to see them anymore. Uh, which is kind of good because yeah. they all look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they've it, got some yeah. use. Sorry, Nick, go on. No, I, I was just going to make a point that I think it is funny to me that in the pit in their codex entry, in on the page of the um, uh, grotesque, the the picture is they've only got two of them, and it's the same model. And all, good, the, all the other stuff is Talos and Rex. One grotesque. <laughs> the shame they have so much shame about the model they can't even. Put a full unit of it on the on the picture. It's just all looking identical. Uh, yeah, they look terrible. Uh, we can, can we skip the Beastmaster? This is the thing we can skip. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot of these just because they're little units you can run around the board, which which I always like. Just taking a little shitty unit, I can just run up and block off space and and charge shit with right. Um, so hey, the Beastmaster could fine. do scramblers. He's infantry. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's fast the as issue well. Is... twelve. Yeah. The issue is there's so many good units in the elite slots and yeah. so many good units in the fast attack slots yeah. that when you're running triple patrol, you're not going to have space. 
It all, yeah, it doesn't help. Like, he's not terrible, and I I think Claude Fiends are, are pretty decent, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but there's so many better choices for those limited slots in Patrol. Yeah, I like Chimera as well. They're really cheap. They're 10 points a model. They're kind of fast. You only take two. You just walk them off. It's fucking brilliant. But you've got so much competition in those elite slots, as, as Logan says. It's just it's just hard to justify a lot of this stuff. Do you have to take them in pairs still, or is that not? Every unit of two, yeah. And also a lot of these don't really benefit from anything else inside the book, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. they don't... Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right, in which case, let's move on to these things, which I've heard a lot about. Reavers, 18-inch uh, Okay, you got first one, Logan. Okay. Uh, so, first of all, they're 20 points, you fucking shameless bastards. <laughs> <laughs> they're not 10 points. 20 points. Not Is 10. that an FAQ? No, but no. okay, fair so they're, they're fucking twenty points. If anyone <laughs> turns up with these at ten points, we can fight in the to car be park. Fair, it does say ten points in the book. So it says ten points in the book. It says ten points in the app as well. By the way, <laughs> they they changed the app back uh, to say ten points again. Oh, amazing, mate. Little Timmy's <laughs> going to turn up at the club, not know any better. Just play his Reavers at ten points, and Nekos is going to assault them in the car they're park. They're just going to wait. <laughs> The, the, the only the only saving grace is you can't actually buy them at the moment. Ah, oh, that's true. You can't. So little, little Timmy, little Timmy has not gone out and bought thirty-three. What is it? Hang on, thirty-six Reavers <laughs> with his birthday money at ten yeah. points. A model. He converted all his Windriders into them instead by putting spikes all over them, and now they're ruined. Uh, they're really really good. Uh, I like units of six. Um, their movements ridiculous. They've got eighteen-inch move. They fly. Uh, they're jet bikes, obviously. Um, uh, they advance automatically eight inches. Yeah. So twenty-six inch movement. They've got blade eyes and combat drugs as well. Um, they're a good choice for the plus one toughness combat drug. Uh, makes them pretty durable at toughness five, four wow. up save. They've got that cabalite armor, four up save buff, uh, and two wounds base. So they're pretty handy. They are a platform for the heat lance, which is stonks. Uh, heat lances, heavy one, 18-inch range, strength eight, AP minus four, D6 plus two, which is the all-important. We don't like rolling D6 damage. We want something flat. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's the also, and it's also what, like one in every three models, right? So you can have four heat lances in that unit. That's mental. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow, wow. Sorry, not to derail you. Just, uh, I just thought that that's pretty crazy. And it's also ballistic skill three. And it's yeah. also ranges... 18 inches? Jeez. Okay. Yeah, so they're, they're a biker, and obviously they ignore the um, heavy move and shoot penalties as well. Uh, you can obviously run them with blasters if you want to be turbo boosting them uh, all the time. Blasters are assault one. Yeah. Uh, strength eight minus four, so it's the same. But they are a flat D6 damage, so a little bit more swingy, less reliable. <clears throat> Um, splinter pistol, splinter rifle, blah, blah, blah. They can get agonizers. Uh, blade veins are good. They're plus one strength now and minus one AP, uh, which is very, very attractive. Um, uh, and grav talons. They can take grav talons, which I really, really like. Uh, after the bearer makes a charge move, select one enemy unit within engagement range uh, and roll 1d6. On a four plus, that unit suffers one mortal wound. On a six, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds instead. Um, mm. <laughs> they move so far and so fast, uh, and they're probably going to be Cult of Strife as well to get uh, an extra one on the charge, that they are going to be hitting you with the whole unit 
and it's going to hurt a great deal, uh, especially with the fact that they can do the flyby if they want as well, the eviscerating flyby. So they, again, it's just like loads of access to mortal wounds, very reliable um, anti-tank shooting as well. And they've the, a generic Reaver's got three attacks at strength four, AP minus one. So mm. they're, they're, a really, they're a really good really unit. Good. Yeah, just, ter- just terrifyingly fast as well. Yeah. Because yeah. you can yeah. advance the charge from turn two, so this, yeah. And it can also ignore, also, <coughs> sorry, can also ignore huge portions of the board, right? Because they got that fly keyword. And like yeah. we yeah. talked about already, like advance and charge, they flat move eight inches when they <coughs> advance, so you don't even have to spend any points to make that happen. Like, it's just craziness. And like, I, like, yeah. I like having a unit of nine and sort of holding it back uh, and then you know, unleashing them in like your second wave. Um, they don't even need to come in turn two. Turn two is going to be your infantry charging out of raiders and stuff like that. These these things are amazing just for, for zooming around the board, picking stuff off if you want to with uh, flyby and the heat lance, uh, and then you can get them stuck in as well uh, in combat just to clean up um, because they'll do the business there. I, I think it's a, I think they're a really good unit. Uh, even compared to what is on the next page. Okay, well let's, let's do that then. Let's do the next page. Hellions, Tom. No, I haven't got this far either. Okay. So I, I did mine in a weird way. So <coughs> Logan, are you okay to get these? Because these are pretty beefy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you can take these for, uh, in a unit of five to twenty. Mm-hmm. They're wow. seventeen points each. Um, they are infantry. Yep. Uh, with the fly keyword. Okay. They have the skyboard keyword, which I is that anywhere? I don't know I don't what it does. So. No. It's just a it's just a keyboard a keyword that exists. I don't think there's even anything in stratagems or it's just a they they threw it Not out. Not yet. Maybe for the future. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they um, have a, they've got toughness four for some reason. So I suppose those uh, those hoverboards. Are adding extra toughness uh, and an extra wound as well, which is nice. Uh, they have only got a five-up save as opposed to the four-up that the, uh, the the Reavers get from, I guess, the 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 bike, the generic plus one save that bikes sometimes give you. Um, they have access to phantasm grenade launchers, which I really like, um, which we discussed previously. Uh, Heliarch can be a clip with with that, uh, and the Heliarch's Hellglaive can be replaced with one of the following splinter pistol and one stun claw splinter pistol and one power sword and splinter pistol and one agonizer uh, but hell glaives are really good they are strength plus one mm-hmm. ap minus one and for some reason they damage are two. damage two that's mind-blowing i was just <laughs> reading that i was like what the fuck and they've got three attacks apiece yep and the same st- again yep same as Ravis. <laughs> The Heliarch has four attacks. They benefit from combat drugs as well. So, you know, uh, I would definitely roll on these um, because plus one strength is money. Plus one attack is money. Um, even plus one toughness makes pushes them up to toughness five, which makes them a real pain. It makes them a plate marine for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would definitely roll for combat drugs on these. Um but yeah, and they're 17 points. Um, That's crazy. And of, and of course, eviscerating flyby. And they have witch cult keywords, so you can put them in cult strife and use all those fun, happy stratagems that we spoke about before. Are people are just um, buying tons of these, right? Like these guys well, just can't, obviously, because 
There's uh, nothing. There's no stock. The, the, well, the stock. The stocks are down. The stocks are up, but the stocks. Time for are... me to reveal my stonks because I think I've got hellions oh, no. for days from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why in a box. <laughs> well, I know. What did you say? Sorry, they've also got inbuilt hit and run. Inbuilt hit and run. Uh, yeah. So that you, you can declare a charge with your fallback. Yeah. Well, so you don't even have to spend this money on the CP no. for the no. strategy. By the way, you use that specific phrase of hit and run, and me and Logan immediately just go in a kind of weird on state. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't understand this at all. So this unit could do everything <laughs> yeah. that's cheap as shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, would you but keep just it? Can't would... buy any. The funny thing is, I was talking to someone. I saw someone was talking about trying to. They were trying to sell because um, they had too many reavers. They had like thirty reavers, so we're trying to put them up on eBay. And they were thinking, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take three or four pounds for a bike. It's fine. I'm not going to use them. They're going for like eleven, twelve pounds a bike." Wow, just yeah. that is definitely the stonks right there. These reavers and hellions. If you have a box of them, just sell sell one. Sell them one at a time. <laughs> Control the. You need to control the, the the supply, and push that push that price right up. Ooh. Corner the market. Okay, I'm I'm on it. Anyone out there? Every day, got... every day when you go live at twelve, just put one up for sale on, <laughs> on an auction. Hey guys, it's twelve o'clock. The Hellions are going up. We've got one Hellion. Who wants it? How desperately do you want this Hellion? And just spend the next month because they're not going to restock within a month. No. Get them all no. out there, then you can just retire. You won't have to. You won't Perfect. need to. This this three thousand five hundred pounds that you need for a camera. That's it's right there. It's yeah. in the box of <laughs> it's just the twenty aliens you've got back there. Let's go. Let's Let's do a direct go. trade. Just approach yeah. the PTR uh, salesman. Okay. Yeah. I'll do your aliens, mate. Three thousand pounds for a camera. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't trade for Tufts. I don't have. No one has enough money for Tufts, even if you've got Hellion money. I'll vote um, you offer Tufts for Hellions, and maybe we can do a deal. Thank you, uh, Yes Meatballs, for pointing out Skyboard stops you from going in transports. That's yes. that's what uh, it's. Yeah, yes Meatballs is He also asked, "How do they avoid heavy move and shoot penalty? Uh, bikers avoid that. It's in the rules, I think." Right, mm. so uh, should we should we fly through these? So we've got next up. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys take us through. I'm gonna take a small uh, unhydration break. Scourges uh, or whatever the next okay. one is. You guys, scourges you guys I can do. That's easy. Uh, so scourges. I've already had a look through their weapon options and see what I like. I just need to scroll back up because they did this in a very weird manner. Squad size five to ten. Twelve points a model. Fast. Power from pain. Blade artists. They get a free deep strike, kind of like Mandrake, so they can come in the enemy deployment zone. Banging. And then you can take a shard, uh, a carbine as stock. You then have the option to upgrade four scourges uh, to replace their shard carbines with blasters, dark lances, Drakari haywire blasters, a shredder, a heat lance, or a splinter cannon. I've gone through all those weapon options. I don't like the haywire blaster or heat lance just because they're heavy weapons and they're low shots. Uh, so it feels a lot like dropping a dreadnought down a drop punch yeah. and multi to try and kill something. It's probably not going to happen. What I do like, though, is I like the, uh, the shredder because it's five points a pop. D6 shots, strength 6, AP minus 1, and blast. So you drop down, you take 5 of these, that's 60 points. You spend 4 uh, points on uh, giving 4 of them shredders to turn out to 80 points. And they drop down with that, and it's assault, so you're hitting on your normal uh, ballistic skill as well. So you've got average uh, 14 shots of strength 6, AP minus 1, and blast. Um, take your blast out, because we're assuming that you're not getting any extra shots from that. And then you're hitting on freeze, so that means you're going to be generating... 
10, 11 hits at strength 16 minus one, but you're wounding on threes or twos. So about eight wounds at AP minus one. That's not too bad on the drop for an 80 point unit that you've now got to deal with. <clears throat> I actually quite like them as like action monkeys. Yeah, yeah. All right. for that, like a, just a bare bones five. They're fast uh, as fuck as well, so you can yeah. just keep jumping them around. So yeah. potential 20 inch move, it's, it's all right. They're actually surprisingly durable as well because they're four five up plus with a five so plus invulnerable. So yeah. they benefit from the the Cabalite Warrior armor upgrade and they've got a five up invul, which is which yeah. is pretty handy. Yeah, it's decent. What do you think, Lucas? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think you use them as actions or... I mean, our friends do always had, just had them as his, like a dedicated sort of anti-heavy unit with all, <laughs> with all the Dark Lancers. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, the issue is that it's heavy and they don't get around it. So yeah, and if you deep strike yeah. and you're hitting on fours and you've only got four shots, mm. it's big sad. Anyway, shall we move on to the next one? So yeah. the next one, <laughs> and they're blades doing... for hire as well. So they are blades for hire. Uh... Yeah, they don't benefit from cabals. Um, so the next one is the Talos and the Cronus. Uh, I've seen people use Talos. Uh, they do have the access to that um, inbuilt transhuman, don't they? Now as well. Uh, That's only in Prophets of the Flesh. Yes, but you you can give them that if you want to take that kind of detachment, right? Um, although I've seen people give them liquefy guns and just walk them around with uh, with a dark technomancy as well. So there's a couple of ways you can use these. Should be pretty fun. What do you guys think? Um, I, I like the stratagem, so you can shoot some characters. That's fun with these guys. Uh, like the we're talking about the Talos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Kronos as well at the same time. Yeah. Both in one. <coughs> I feel like the Talos has gone down and the Kronos has gone up. In the, yeah, 100%. In the 40 stocks. points gap, mate. The, um, the Kronos is 70 points a model. The Talos is 110. <clears throat> but also, it, it's yeah. also lost out. Um, it's also lost out from the fact that uh, it now is also not sat on a four-up invulnerable save like it once was. So they're True. not. They are not. It, it's just that change to the sub-faction which has changed this whole portion of the book. Um, you mean, like, so... Yeah, I just don't. I think that, and that applies to both of them. Where once they were these indestructible monsters, um, so yeah. Now I, I think I now Drazar is the indestructible monster. Yeah, yeah. They they flipped it up in the book, so I, I think that they're fine. But I don't think you're going to pick any up. I don't think. I think, and I think they probably won't make it into lists because the army, <coughs> the army used to play as a big wall, a big brick that you would hit with Grotesques and Talos that was on a 4-up Invulnerable save, and then make your fight fight last because of the Vexator Mask, and now that's not how the army plays at all, and it's like a tradey, fast murder army uh, that strikes before you. So I think that their play style has changed, so you won't put them in the lists, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, the Kronos does have the Reservoir of Pain rule, so it's like a bootleg apothecary. Yeah. Uh, but you actually have to kill things to, to do it. <laughs> so Yeah. It's also a fucking bitch to transport. Look at that thing. Yeah, it's Holy bad. shit, it's bad. Well, talking about bitches transport, the Ravager. Uh, the Ravager and the <laughs> yeah, Raider. Okay. Uh, well, Raiders are like, because they're just so utilitarian, right? Raiders Ravagers. are ridiculously good. Sorry, yeah. let's go to Ravagers first. Yeah, they're boring. They've got some guns. They can't re-roll to hit us to win anymore. Carry on. Fuck I mean, it's, you it's take a Ravager, if it's a, if it's a black heart, um, it's hitting on threes. You might miss with one. Uh, you yeah. re-roll that. You get a free re-roll. Um, so yeah, okay. We'll, we'll polish I, that third up a bit. Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that you were a complete lunatic if you took Ravager. The the debate at the moment is: Do I take Ravager or do I take Cabalite Trueborn in Raider with one less lance but blasters 
uh, and more expensive. I I I wouldn't. Oh. Argue we got against... raided, lads. We've been raided Ray! by Synapse War what? Games. Thanks, guys. Oh, so yeah, nice. what's going on? I appreciate oh, all fine. of you. Uh, our names are Ron, Nikos, Tom, and Logan, and we are just oh, at the end of talking about the data sheets for the Drukari book. <laughs> if anyone's got any, we mainly talk about stonks. If none of you have ever raided us before, <laughs> know what that means. Where We've we talk about a unit and we try and sell it. We've just discovered if any of you are sat on any Hellions. You're basically a millionaire. Uh, yes. So get them sold. If you're sat on any Lilispeth Hespraxes... Lilispeth Sit on those because they can only get better. You're getting in at the ground floor on those trash coins. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, yeah. You're, getting the, you're buying property where the price is low. Yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. And also, if any of you have any tuft money, feel free to donate to the show. Uh, so welcome <laughs> and thanks for the raid. Uh, we're raiders, talking about ravages. Which raiders? Yeah, raiders. raiders. Yeah. Um, yep. Raiders had an enormous glow up, specifically because they are now toughness six, which makes a huge difference yeah. in their durability. Um, you're generally going to take one just with the dark lance, although I don't dislike uh, disintegrator cannons in dark technomancer um, because obviously they do an extra bit yeah. of damage and you get extra one to wound. Um, they're not terrible, heavy three, so you put out a couple of shots. They're yeah. not crap. That's literally the only time I would ever look at disintegrator cannons. Otherwise, it's Dark Lance all the time. Yeah. Day. Um, <clears throat> they can take Chain Snares, uh, which you're not going to do. They can take Grizzly Trophies, which are very, very good, and you mm -hmm. should put them on every single one. Every Ravager uh, Raider I've seen has had Grizzly <laughs> Trophies on it, apart from the ones that are black up. Yeah. Um, shock Prow, we spoke about the Shock Prow uh, stratagem earlier. That's basically just so you can Tokyo Drift and, and take out uh, people uh, with a charge. Uh, Splinter Axe are actually okay, I think. Um, mm -hmm. They're a little bit expensive. How much are they? I can't remember how much they're worth. Is oh, it 15? Of course. The Grizzly Trophies with the minus two means that the strikes first is like happening even more. Mm. Thank of you for course. joining us in the room, Rob. Welcome, Jesus Christ! Yeah, Spinner oh X ten points, so they're not terrible. Um, but yeah, you're putting Grizzly trophies on anything that's carrying uh, Incubi uh, or Incubi adjacent units. Um, you can take. So the debate is: Do you take the Raiders as Blackheart, so they're more reliable shooting, or do you take them as Dark Creed um, Coven? so that they get the extra minus two leadership. So you're minus three leadership. So when you're making people take your tormentor tests, everything fucks. That's so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. That's so good. Because what's like the <coughs> average bravery is like eight, like eight, nine max. Like, mm. so you're down to sixes. So on average, you're beating it all the time. Ooh, baby. That's... Need to, is it, do you need to beat the leadership on, on tormentors or is it equal? I think it's equal. But even though, like, you're dropping below a seven, right? Like, you're now at six. So, like, I mean, if it's six and seven, not just seven, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, greater. Like, it has to be greater. My bad. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah so dropping, dropping, dropping things down to, you know, fours. If it's just a normal generic leadership seven, or fives. Yeah, your average. You should beat that with an average roll. So, mm. yeah, very, okay. very good. Very, very scary. Um, and as really I said, good. they're more durable now. Which is amazing. How many points are they? Uh, they're only, I think, nine. Well, the, the uh, Raiders, sorry. They're yeah, only Raiders. five. 
85 base and there's 5 points for Crystal Trophies. So they're, they're 90 points. I can't wait yeah. for fucking... Because you're paying for Crystal Trophies every single time. Hey, yeah. if, if these are 95 points, Orc Trucks are like 15 points. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how these are 85 points and then a Venom is 85 points. Really? I, I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense at all because they're like half the transport capacity. Venom's are 65 points, but you have to pay mm-hmm. for weapons. You do, yes, that's a good point. And yeah. they come with they come with a splinter cannon base, and you will generally take a second splinter cannon. Yes. So that's an extra 20 Correct. points. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. your Venom is the same points as a Raider, which yeah. is wild. In which case, you take Raiders. Yeah, in which case, you just take the Raiders. And you can block off more board space with a raider as well. You can like stop deep striking, control the board more, like with a raider. More durable. More durable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so is it high toughness? Yeah. Tough, toughness sixty-five. Yeah. Toughness sixty-five. Yeah. More the, only ben- the only benefit the the venom has is the minus one to hit, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, any any vehicle with an invulnerable is a pain in the ass. Raiders have got ten wounds with a five up invulnerable, mm-hmm. um, which makes them. Ironically, quite difficult to kill unless you're shooting them with stuff that just does big, big damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and even then, even then, you can make the minus one to hit with um, lightning fast reflexes, should you wish, as, if, as long as they're not coven raiders. So if you're taking the black heart ones, you can, you can slap lightning fast reflexes on them for one CP and then they're now minus one to hit. Yeah. So that's crazy. They're a pain. They're a pain to take down. And you're mm. generally going to see like five or six of them full up with shit that just wants to come and kill you. You're not going to be able to stop all of it. And they all get a turn two charge. And it's it's terrifying. We're, I'm warning you. They're here. They're ready. They're ready. Thank God to Zach. Well done, Zach. You genius. <coughs> yeah. I just take turn Endgame. one and just blow you off the board. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, venoms you might take because they can hide behind walls. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's my discussion on venom. Or you like splinter cannons? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super bad. Mad right. keen on splinter cannons. Yeah. Right. So crap. then the final, the final two things, the two, the two flyers. Shall we do the Razorwing Jetfighter first entirely, and then we can do the Void Raven Bomber entirely, please? Yeah. Okay. After, after you, Tom, I feel like you got some thoughts. No, no, you guys do the razor wing first, and then I'll finish off with the Void Raven. I don't okay. want to do the razor wing. The razor okay, wing is a plane that shoots things. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The razor done. wing has been done. Okay. Thanks, Nico. I, that actually was a beautifully composed, That's concise. Very succinct, wasn't it? Thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was exactly the same as um, as Tom's earlier, actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It had as much relevant information. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you hit all the relevant points. All the key points, yeah. Flip all the bits off and turn it into a Void Raven bomber, which uh, I have been told reliably off the internet is uh, something you won't take because there's so many other good things in the book. Uh, can, so, I, can I say something? I read it and I was like, I would just take three every time. I know, same. <laughs> I but, the same thing. but tell us why. Uh, tell us so, why. The Void Raven bomber is a 185 point flyer. It, can, it has uh, two uh, Void Lancers. And it can swap them out for dark sides. So the Void Lance is a 36 inch range, heavy one, strength 9, 8, minus 4, damage D3 plus 3. Or you could pay 10 points total to swap your two Void Lances out for two dark sides, which are 24 inch range, bloody, 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 you're probably not taking that. That's fine, carry on. Um, 
you can also take uh, Void Raven missiles, which are 15 points, and they have two profiles. They're 48 inch range. Ah, I've seen Manny do it, so it's fine. Uh, assault D3, strength 6, AP minus 3, damage 2, blast, or strength uh, Assault D6, strength 7, AP minus 2, damage 1, blast. They have Power from Pain. They have a Night Shield, which is a 5 plus and honorable save. And they have Hard to Hit. Now, before we get into the last bit of this unit, yeah. I want to talk to you about a, uh, a rule on page 81 of the Grand Tournament Pack. It's called Strategic Reserves and Aircraft, yeah, ready, which yeah. allows you to fly your planes off the board. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, with that in mind, we're going to talk about Void Mines. Once per battle in your movement phase, after the bearer makes a normal move or advances, you can select one point on the battlefield the bearer has moved across. Roll 1d6 for each unit within six inches of that point, <laughs> subtracting one if that unit has the character keyword, excluding vehicle or monster units. On a four plus, that unit suffers d6 mortal wounds. Now, let's have a look at how far these things move. Okay, they can move up to eight, uh, 60 inches. How? Uh, what's the uh, width of the board, Rob? 44 by 64. Yeah. Okay, so no matter where I am, I can fly all the way from one side of the board to the other, okay? Correct. Right. And whereas before, if I wasn't able to fly off the edge of a board, I would blow myself Duh. up if I flew over you, right? Because I can't place my model. So what you're telling me now is, because I, uh, because I can move from one end of a board to the other entirely, and I can Ooh. come off the board... Yep. You have no way of blocking me out from flying over whatever the fuck I want, right? Mm -hmm. None. So you're telling me I can just drop a 12-inch diameter fucking pizza on your army and do D6 mortal wounds to everything on, uh, everything under it on a 4-plus or a 5-plus yeah. character. Hmm. And you're saying I can take three of these? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I would hmm. every time. And you're saying when I've come off the board, I can then come <laughs> back on my own board edge for next turn with no consequences and shoot you for the rest of the game? Zero. Hmm, that's, uh, that's curious, Rob. And ha tell me, how valuable is a uh, an 11 cast on a smite? Uh, what do you mean? Well, when you smite and you do roll an 11 plus, you get D6 mortal wounds, right? Yeah. And that can often swing the game, right? Oh, yeah, very, very now, hard to do. Very hard to do, Tom. On the board, three times. <laughs> or if opponent could do anything. It's it's also it's also within six inches, so technically it's like a twelve inch. It's area a twelve inch effect. diameter pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's a twelve inch pie plate, <laughs> which you do, and there's no restrictions on it. There's zero restrictions on it, so your opponent's just like cool. That's so bad. Yeah, it's... but mate, don't worry. Just listen to everyone on the internet telling you there's nothing overtly and obviously broken in this book. And like all the other, like all the other, like six inch mortal wound blasts are things that come in in the command phase, and then they take a turn to happen. I know. Like these things <laughs> oh, yeah. just happen. The Lord, Lord of Merlin's like no my You just fly off the board and you don't take shit. You just do it. <laughs> don't yeah. shoot for a turn, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. Uh... If you took the dark sides, I know you're like, I might not take the dark sides, but they've got a good shooting profile as well at the end of yeah, the day. Good. They've got good shooting anyway with the stock weapons because yeah. they've, got, they've got two heavy one shots at straight, you know, they're basically dark lances. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why they're called void lances, probably because yeah. they've got less range. I'd see it, right? Yeah. But, 12 inch less range. No, it's the same. Is it? They've got uh, D3 plus 3 Extra damage. damage. Right? D6. Yeah. Yeah. So McLeod's asking. D3 plus 3. It's, Is it? It's, Oh, no, sorry, they're strength nine, so they're even better yeah. than Dark Lances. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, And also, I don't even think the Void Raven <laughs> Missile's that bad, because if you're taking four turns worth of shooting from these guys, I mean, 
It's 46 shots at strength six, eight, uh, strength seven, eight minus two damage one. It's not bad for 15 points. It's the D, it's the fact that it's D6 mortal wounds. Yeah, it's oh, on yeah. a four yeah. up. It's, the fact that it's six inch fucking radius as well is yeah. stupid. McLeod in the chat is asking if it's the same size as the Honest Wargamer Age of Sigmar objective markers, which it is, which are ludicrous. <laughs> when you do hold one, you're like, this is yeah. huge. Like, this how many torment diameter circles can you fit on a board without any of them overlapping? Oh, uh, I don't know what the math is. <laughs> like, it just demonstrates how fucking big this shit is. Yeah, it's really, really big. And it's like, yeah. odds on, one of those is going to hit a character. You drop three bombs on someone's apothecary, and it's doing it on a five plus. One of them's going to hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? To be fair, though, like, I guess I guess when you talk about 600 points, when we're looking at the Hellions earlier, like, 600 points of Hellions is a lot of fucking Hellions. But the fact is, is there's three of these, Drazar, and a lot of fucking Hellions, and you've still got a list. Yeah, like it's 600 points for three of these, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. I think you take it. I think you do. I, I think mean, it's more—it's more like 550, isn't it? The it depends if you're taking the Void Revan missiles or not. Just take the fucking Void Lances and just drop the bombs, and then sit at the back of the yeah. board. Then that's five, five, five. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, what? It's 555 if you take the three on stock. If you take a free stock, it's 555. Yep. Wow. That's really good. I tell you who would not like that, those Death Shroud. Just get bombs dropped on them. Um, That's crazy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. The the only problem is the four plus is a bit swingy, and they are 185 points. But you're going to play... Like, you don't give a fuck whether or not it does or doesn't happen. They're going to play like it's definitely going to happen every time. Like, and, yeah. and how much of the game right now is the two or three characters sat behind the block doing a thing? Like, making yeah. it so you're striking last. Making <coughs> it, like, like Tom said, opportunity yeah. cost. If you've just got, like, the one guy that's making you strike last behind yeah. the unit, you just, if you just ping him off, you're just changing yeah. the shape of the game, yeah. So Gobsmash is in the chat saying that there's too many eggs in a gimmick basket that can be mitigated by your opponent's skill that requires a 4+. plus. Uh, so my thing on that is, how do you mitigate it? You can't block it off. The best thing you can do is spread. And if you you're have spreading spread. into it's Reavers and Hellions, as... what's going to happen? Yeah, it's the same yeah, as it's, the... It's uh, not good for you. It's the same as the stupid Orc Kamikaze stratagem, right? Uh, that, that also forces you to just be... Super well. I mean, it's D six mortal wounds, so it's worse. But um, the the fact that you can't play within that kind of if you're very aura specific, like the Death Guard was a really good example because they're massively reliant on mm-hmm. on layering auras around their hyper elite Terminator units. They're really really mm-hmm. dependent on yeah. that. And they just and they don't have them if the if they spread out they don't have the movement to get back together again as well. Mm-hmm. So I think having one or two definitely is enough to put the fear of God in. Yeah, and it's not eating up too much of your list to um, like just hamstring all of your other options because yeah. the rest of their shit is cheap as chips, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It, this this book shits mortal wounds. Um, fights last. It's got a ton of really good obsec units. It's terrifying. This book's yeah. very scary. What happens if everybody's fighting last because you're playing against Death Guard? By the way, Death Guard <coughs> hate mortal wounds because yeah, it yeah. gets around all the ways that you miss. I it. think I think Drew Curry actually shit on Death Guard. Takes a shit on Death Guard. Like yeah, massive. 
which is face. which is ironic because that is literally the Death Guard's secondary to just go out yeah. taking dumps, hooping, on, hooping on things, hooping, yeah. hooping. Also, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are really <laughs> specking to take out planes. Like, you take triple plane. It's all good. It's all well and good being like, yeah, no problem. But like, uh, what are we thinking about Harlequins? Like, they're close range. Like, they're taking. They're, they're not long range taking out planes. If you're not, if you're not like, not a lot of people are specking to take out vehicles. <laughs> Maybe no. you're talking about Morty, maybe? Like, is something people are How speaking to look at. How the fuck do you catch them? Like, <laughs> they can be anywhere they want on the yeah, page. Yeah, just fly off a board. No one cares. Just keep doing it for the entire game. Just straight on, off, on, off, on, off. Yeah, no one's currently looking, like, everyone's like, how am I going to fight those Terminators on the objective? There's no one that's specking into planes. So I think if you take the three, then then you're just laughing. Are, are you ready uh, what's good into this, Rob? Yeah, that's what, what I think is good in this, Hawks. Really? Orcs don't give a fuck about your negative to hit modifier because you're orcs. You don't hit anything good anyway, and your daka daka just procs more shit. You also don't have the number of attacks to deal with them, and the mortal wounds don't give a shit either. I I generally think orcs actually do go into Drukari pretty well because they yeah. don't care. They don't care about your trade. Like they yeah, actually trade. trade yeah. They don't care about fighting last because there's too many of them. Yeah. Uh, they're they're like they've got a bunch of shit that doesn't degrade as well, like cans yeah. and that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and it's difficult for for the elves to to to, to significantly damage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've got lances, but again, you're paying nothing for those those bodies. Um, yeah, I think orcs. I do think orcs going to. And even shooting, just like if you take like a fucking squad of sixty storm um, shooter boys yeah. or thirty storm shooter boys, you're gonna kill a load of shit. You're gonna down yeah. a bunch of raiders. And I'll tell you it's what, true. on the uh, LGT um, Leicester City uh, boards. <laughs> you don't have anything to stop from charging across the board with evil sons either. No, they just got, clog got... up the board and you can't do shit. Yeah, you got space for days. Yeah, you got yeah. space for days. So that's what we've discovered. Drakari <laughs> actually weak to the brand new tournament packs. Uh, that's what we've discovered tonight. Uh... <laughs> we've, no, we've discovered, Ralph, that despite all of this rundown, orcs still win. Yeah, and that is correct. Oh. All right. Yeah, well, they listen... just they just don't beat anyone else. <laughs> it's okay if everyone's playing Drakari doesn't matter yeah that works well for me uh, right well this has been lovely thank you to you three this has been sweet next week we'll write some lists uh, we'll write some lists uh, and we'll talk about them on the show I'm probably going to have three Void Raymond Bombers in mind just want to bagsy that before we go any further um, <laughs> you can do what you like Logan thanks for what coming on the show uh, Nick thanks for being Always on the show pleasure. Pleasure. And Tom, as always. Hey, I wanna I wanna give a shout out to Malachi. Fucking respond to my play, you fucking knob. Okay. There you go. All right, we'll do that. Uh, Logan, you got any shout outs you want to make? Dick, you got any shout outs? Um no, thank you for having me. Um Yeah. Pleasure as always, dude. It's always good. All hail our new Dark Heldar overlords. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> Nick, shout outs. Uh no, I just wanna share my cheeky plug again. <laughs> I thought you'd want to shout out the Mordheim crew because you got a bit of Mordheim. Oh yeah, video. yeah, shout out the Mordheim crew. Okay. Has that picture got the absolutely disgusting archon in it, the one behind you? Um, I think it's just the uh, oh, troops. The hideous archon with the weird giant power fist thing. <laughs> oh, what an ugly model that was. Hey, so yeah. Logan, oh. as our guest, who would you like us to go raid? Although, um, uh, in the Warhammer channel. Um, if oh, you... let's have a look in the uh, Warhammer subject. Have a look. 
yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. There's loads of people on today on a Thursday evening. This is nice. Yeah. Um, oh, we could go raid our man Jim Vessel. Yeah, he's got a, a UK dude on. Go on then. Let's yeah. do that. He's a UK dude. Uh, no, I don't know who he is. I just ah. was told that he started earlier. Bobby Clark. That's who he's got on. So let's go raid him and make Jim happy. That's what we'll do. Uh, right, it's been a pleasure having you three on. Thank you very much. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning in live. Thanks to everyone Patreon podcast and all of you other bros. You are great. Look after yourselves. I'll be live again tomorrow. Uh, see you guys soon and have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Bye.